people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, With that intro, Nate's learning the what bagpipes. I'm, what no? What I'm going to do right after we finish? I'm going to go home and I'm going to put on my season one Ronnie Lee Tarzan and just reenact <laughs> that intro because that's exactly wow uh, what that was. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from the Brett Cave uh, on Wednesday, January fifteenth. No, don't spoil it. Uh, <laughs> It's very appropriate now, actually, when you think about yeah, it. It's it appropriate that we're here tonight. Yep. Yeah! Um, and, uh, but we'll, we'll save that. Uh, we are not tonight at Seven Stars Bar and Grill. They were having a fantastic Whiskey 101 educational program. In Can case I take you that pass, to... no fit? Yeah, pass, no pass. No pass. And then, yeah, in case you felt Pass, any, fail. In case you needed courses on how to get drunk. Uh, so, no, anyways. I may be doing it wrong. I've seen you. You are uh, so seven stars bar and grill. Normally, we love we love them. Uh, we still love them, but they just they had something else going on tonight. So we're back at the Brett Cave, and shh, don't tell Rick's wife. She doesn't know we're here. Uh oh, she's in Anaheim. I know, and it's best that way. Good thing she doesn't listen, then, right? Is that is <laughs> she that only what we're listens when he edits? Oh, okay. <laughs> and and guess what? Tomorrow she won't be here either. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you dodged those bullets. <laughs> anyway, of course, you heard an extra voice. Not only do we have our man in Los Angeles, I am Nate Costa. We got our special guest. Uh, yeah, we like having him here as mu- as often as he can as he can muster. Yes, Jason Salazar. Yes. thank you for having me, gentlemen, yet again. Well, thank you for being had. I and love you. Across the table, podcast producer and moral compass, Rick Brett Snyder. Yeah. Yay. Exactly. There was awesome. A, look at that excitement. Wow. So we've got a Make lot of comics news. Um, we've got just an incredible TV DVD piece of news tonight. It's the it's the most. I mean, seriously, almost anything bad can happen to me this year, and I don't care. I don't. Because I of won't this believe that for a second. I well, almost. I said, really tonight, made you for happy, tonight, huh? you will believe that. Tonight, I am happy. Yes. Why must you kill everything? I no, love? I, I just. I, <laughs> You fly so high and then you fall and so far. I gave you moral compass back. You, you did. Know? Thank and you. Now, I appreciate no, that. And now you just ruined it. I did not. You sullied it. Uh, anyway, so we've got great DVD news. Going to tell your wife we're podcasting here. We've got a, <laughs> We've got some interesting movie news. Um, some real. Some is like, oh, we just got excited for nothing. And uh, but let's go back with comics. Oh, and of course, Broadway news. I love when we have Broadway news. Broadway. Broadway. We do because everybody but Nate gets excited about it in a weird way, like Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> and Nate goes. Excuse me, I got to hang out with. Some He's all over that stuff. There Broadway. has to be something in the show to give Nate time to have a nap. That's true. That's true. Okay, no, this won't. This won't be. Uh, we won't be that long. But let's start tonight with comics. Um, and um, I want to say you brought up a news item last week 
that we just kind of glossed over. So I oh. put this down as totally my fault um, because I, I didn't really quite key into what you'd said because we didn't have it on the on there the agenda. On the agenda. And uh, we know that Superior Spider-Man, it, yep. it looks like it's coming to an end. Yep. And it, it, and while this is probably not, uh, it, it's easy to have predicted. We do need to mention that, of course, someone is coming back as yep. our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I know who. Who is it? Peter Parker. I was going to say Andrew Garfield, but okay, yes. Okay. Peter, well, that too. <laughs> Yeah. Copyright, uh, Nate. Copyright. Who, who's calling? I, you, I would Nate? like to point out that was not a special effect. I no, mi- that was mixed the, in last. No, that later. was that was Nate's cell phone. Uh, excellent. Thanks for backing me up, Nate. That was awesome. <laughs> I just happened to get a text at the exact. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> wow. It was I, meant to be. I want to believe that. that, that honestly, yes. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man will be returning in. I think it's April, just in time for the Sony release of Amazing right. Spider-Man number two. Yeah. Which means uh, it's number two, Amazing Spider-Man two, which means that Peter Parker will be the web slinger yet again. Which again we would have predicted because it's the Marvel same is creative fantastic. team. No, 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 it's a new creative team too. It's Dan Slott and, and I think uh, uh, Umberto Ramos. Ramos, yes. It's the old the, creative cause team because the cover looks a little silly, and I've already had people going, "What the? What's no?" Uh, Umberto Ramos is it's, it's the old. That's who started Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, he's he's back. It's yeah, the, it's it's just. Starting over with the creative team that started Superior, and Umberto Ramos weaves in and out of Spider-Man over the last decade or so. I love his stuff. His feet are huge. And <laughs> the I'm ones like, that he draws. You know why? Because he's totally making up for the feet that Rob Liefeld. I think he, he ends up <laughs> someday. Like, Rob's going to figure like all, that out. It's like all of Rob Liefeld's feet are ending up. Are in, we still talking about comics? Yes. We are. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so confused. This is Jason's uh, nap time. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. No, I know Doctor Who. <laughs> Nate, I'm sleeping. Please take over for me. Good but it's, it's it's interesting to look back over the last. How long has it been? When did it? Has it been a whole full it's year? Been, it's been oh, a yeah. year. It's, it's been okay. twenty some odd issues. There so so and there um, were a couple that doubled up. So it wasn't all like you know monthly. But, but I think this uh, this week, Darkest Hours is yeah issue twenty five. It's been at least a year. So yeah. so the the idea that. Uh, you know, there were people like with death threats over this, and you know, which thirteen one, months ago, which is why I'm so tired of fandom because it's like you, you gave these death threats, and of course you're going to continue reading. Right, we all have, you know, and it's been a great trip. Yeah, trust a writer to do something different. Let yeah. them do something different. Death threats because, because Peter Parker had yeah, been killed. And, yes. Oh, okay. seriously, Dan Slott. How could you, t- how could you kill Peter Parker? Wow. It's not the same book. And then gotcha. they always Doctor Octopus is Peter Parker. You've That's done the insane. worst thing ever, and mm-hmm. and you've ruined Spider Man, and no one's ever going to read it. We're all going to stop. And I'm like, you know what? If we had a nickel yeah. every time they've been threatened that way, I'm going to hold my breath. We wouldn't have had four Supermen. I'd have at least six. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow, that's about can my those knowledge be of the ex- Sorry. Can those in be fact, the exception that proved the rule? I'd like, to, I'd like to go exponential and say six because you don't forget red and blue. Oh, shut up! Oh. <laughs> that's true. You're right. I did forget about <laughs> no, those. Yeah. I was impressed you pulled out the four. It was yeah. good. But oh, I, 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 I bought the comic and I bought the four, and I was I like, "What's happening?" And, yeah. Again, I, my knowledge is limited. And, and, the and new clones. Fi- and the new 52 completely rewrote Cyborg Superman. Completely. Yep. Oh, he's still around? He, well, they, he's, he's been reintroduced. Oh, as, is, he, is he better? As somebody completely different. Oh, okay. Like, well, it's no spoiler now to say he's actually Kal-El's uncle. Oh. Supergirl's father has been was saved by Brainiac and turned into the Cyborg. Which well, at least is a cleaner that. origin than the Hank Hernshaw 
I guess because no, nobody remembered him from the those right, issues right. anyway. Right, yeah. right. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I still I don't like the whole family thing. It's like, eh. right. but man, also too many Kryptonians. But I've been reading Superman, and it's yeah, like the whole they thing. all blew up. What the, the hell's going on? I'm they like, just won't stay blown <laughs> they up. They won't. They won't. They flew in on little chunks of rock to Earth. <laughs> so we're still here. Where's my little girl? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and last week also we had put on our, I brought out Detective 20, number 27, which you did not buy, right? I bought it this week. Okay, so it's the 75th, I was going to say because you had to because you know why. Because it's got the first segment of... No, there's another reason. Gotham... Gothtopia. Gothtopia, Which actually looks like an interesting story. Yeah, all the art for it looks really good. But you know why else? There was a reason I I opened the book after, at the podcast I didn't get the sexy cover that you got. No, that was not the reason to buy it, because that was a stupid cover. Um, no, because it's, there's a Neil Catwoman in a, a wraparound dance, cover. Dance um, you know, yeah. And it was terrible? It's a Frank Miller cover. Oh. And, uh, it's uh, Sexy no, a it's punch got, to the jaw. It's oh, okay. got a Neil Adams story in it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And I yep. was reading through, and I went, oh, well, Rick's got to buy this now, because he's the only person I know who read Odyssey. And uh, actually, I bought Red Odyssey, and then I bought the collected edition. Oh my God, you have a problem! Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm going to read that till it makes sense. Neil Adam thanks you though. Then right? You know, people mock me when I say that about Grant Morrison stories. I think I'm more likely to get sense out of Grant Morrison than you are out of Odyssey. Um, but anyway, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll see. It's just I only have to deal with one story. Damn it! All right, <laughs> you've won this round, Brett Schneider. All right, so yes, you've got the the clean the safe for work cover. Yeah. Uh, Do you have the, the dirty the, cover? The dark I want to see it. I don't have it with me. It came out last. Yeah. The dark night, forlornly looking up at the moon. Yes. Why am I so alone? Isn't that the image of every Batman cover? And, I mean, uh, and Brad <laughs> and yeah, and Brad Meltzer rewrote the standing on Etrigan. Right. Uh, Brad Meltzer rewrote the case of the Chemical Syndicate. Um, and it does one thing I don't like, and you've got, got there right there to the end, which is that the that basically it ties the case of the Chemical Syndicate right into the Joker, and I think that's a bad choice, and I think it's counter to what uh, Scott Snyder was doing in the uh, years zero year anyway. But uh, Gothopia truly looked like an interesting story, and I thought, you know, I love this Neil I Adams. I haven't I haven't really seen. Uh, They've done the Neil Adams in like the old print style for the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. really cool. And he, and, but he's also going through a lot of. You have to read the story. He's oh, going he's through, going through all the different all the different, all the different faces. Has he done that before? Yes. Okay. So here's the, my disappointment. For an eight dollar book, most of those tribute stories are repetitive. You feel like you've seen them before. Yeah. The first chapter of Gothtopia, really interesting, but. Gothtopia also isn't running through the mainstream Bat books. It's Batwing, Batgirl, and... Um, They're going to make me buy Batwing. And Bat Boredom. So I think Gothtopia, I'm going to wait for the trade paperback. That I'm just going like to say that, that, that it might be a good story. And Gail Simone is writing the Batgirls chapter, so that's great. But I don't want to buy a book I'm not buying already. The Batgirl art looked really cool. So I'll buy the trade. But the yeah. story looks really interesting. And so it's it's kind of cool. Oh, and it's going to be in Catwoman. <laughs> so it's it's Batwing, Batgirl, and Catwoman. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Well. So anyway. Uh, so I have you know mixed feelings about that, and of course we bought the uh, Marvel Now, which was kind of the you know the launching point of the next le- level. Did you read that, Nate? Are you the, still there? 
the one that last cost week's money? Marvel Now, the Marvel Now that cost money last week. Yes, as opposed <laughs> no. to when like DC did a similar book and would charge just a dollar because it was a shameless attempt to get you to buy a whole bunch of other books. Marvel charged five, so I don't know which one's smarter because I bought both of them. But uh, were there whole stories in the Marvel Now one? Small, short, like four because there weren't any complete stories in the DC. There were like okay, three were, pages each. There were five or six page that they reused later in the regular books. That I would say were all stories that could be folded in, and they were more just like quick little tastes of everything. Yeah. Um. So out of it was like you could read, uh, you could get a little taste of it if you hadn't already read Captain Marvel who the new Ms. Marvel is going to be. Hmm. And I said it's probably worth the investment because, you know, if that character takes off, people are going to be looking for all those early appearances. The one thing that I think Nate would have been interested in, and I don't know if it's going to get folded in the larger story, is uh, we get the first taste of Dan Slott and Mike Allred's Silver Surfer. And this is six yeah. or seven pages of of that new setup. But it doesn't tell me how they got there, which is so that's right. kind of interesting. And but it does give you an implication of where it's going. I still haven't read it. How did it look? Uh, the story it was great. I actually okay. really enjoyed it. And I thought, well, this is a very different. Um, it's it's funny. I like Silver Surfer being treated funny. You know, with a with a sense of whimsy. I you know they've done enough of the oh woe is me. I am. I've heard it described as like Marvel's attempt at doing a Doctor Who kind of story. With... It does feel exactly. You're right. That it feels exactly like that. Uh oh, yeah. Nate, tune out. No, <laughs> I'm gonna love no. It. <laughs> I think Nate. I think I don't. I'm not saying it's a gateway drug to the Doctor. <laughs> no, of course you're not. But it does feel very much like that. It is a human woman. Uh, that he's inexplicably showing all the other side of the galaxy to, mm. and he has a lot more control over himself and the board. I mean, than he I thought he ever did. Like he can actually make himself. I don't remember this when this would have happened. He can turn himself back into Norrin Rad. Oh. And I don't remember that. So it's, there's something like something even when is, he was on Earth, he had to like put on like a overcoat and stuff to hide mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. he couldn't really change <laughs> right himself. so i don't know if that's going to get explained and then mm -hmm. we just saw a glimpse um they're also setting up loki agent of asgard yeah and uh, i can't remember what, else, what other book uh stories well i've got it here oh no no i don't have it it's just the back cover so a little bit of um the the new hulk uh thing and uh then I can't remember. What the, there was a decent story with um, Sunspot and uh, and Cannonball, uh, but I can't remember what feature that goes in, in, under. Uh, um, well, they've been in um, they've been in the Avengers. Yeah, so I think it's another uh, one of the Avengers. It was like a, a, there's going to be a Marvel now a okay. reboot of one of the Avengers titles. So did we talk about the Marvel Knights Hulk story? No, but second issue came out this week. And it's week. Joe Keating. It's our yeah, buddy it's Joe Keating. writing. It's a yeah. four issue uh, story. Yeah, I saw that on the I didn't buy it. He's in I, Europe I somewhere, first... and Banner's lost his memory. It's almost like what they did with Wolverine about a couple of months ago, where he lost his memory and he starts being manipulated by people he doesn't oh, understand. Are they just like picking yeah, up the same it's, scripts it's, and it drawing really seemed the very hero in? Uh, and then next week, Howard the Duck is wandering Europe, having forgotten. <laughs> oh, I'd read I've that. I've forgotten him. I, I Howard, know you would. Howard I, forgot who he was. It's like too bad we can't forget Howard. Yeah, uh, no, uh, that'd be hilarious. I'd Wait a minute, I gotta call. I gotta call Marvel. Wouldn't it be great if, if Howard forgot he was a duck? Forgot the world that he made in a world he never. He made. never made. Sorry. Oh, oh. so he thinks was, he made this world. I was he, he thinks he made her. I was with you for a second. And then Sorry, I, I ruined. I Sorry, oh, it's one of Leah Thompson's oh. best works. 
the movie. I mean, it is. Uh, it is yeah. that whole scene on the bed. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's wrong. The you mean pe- the misignation scene? Yes. Yeah, yeah the, the totally family appropriate bestiality. Yes, it's absolutely okay. Well, yeah. now Disney owns it, so yes, it has to be. It's right. Yeah. Oh okay. God, that's right. When I forget, wasn't it you that pointed out to me that like when you realize that Howard the Duck is the first Marvel movie? A friend of mine pointed that out, and I was like, that can't possibly be right. And then he was absolutely right. It yeah, is wow. the first Marvel live action film, and I was like, what a shame. <laughs> but I mean, you know, hey, you got to start somewhere. So uh, well, it's perfect. I mean, only the only way you can go for there is. Up. Right, but you know what? Boy, you, know, but you know what is great about it, though. You realize it's also it's like doubly owned by Marvel because not only uh, by Disney, not only is it Marvel, but it was produced by George Lucas. Oh, that, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So huh. it's a Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. So it's wow. like we brought everything home. That's right. Wow. You can't escape Howard it's, the Duck. It's all been a plot for them to own, totally own the duck, and then and then it turns out they own Google because they just bought the nest. So they've got the duck. Howard's going to be nest. in episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the things. Wait a minute. Ke- Wait a minute. Yeah. Yes. yes, they're keeping it under wraps. <laughs> it's a new Jar Jar. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that would be tremendous. I Howard. Okay. He's a duck. He's oh, a- shut up, you all. <laughs> if I wanted to have my soul killed like this, I'd go back to the loving arms of Lon. Uh, zing. Uh, zing. All right. And then, well, one we've talked about, and I'm just going to put it on a, on my bag. It finally came out, and I know that Rick wants to talk about it too. And yeah, I actually yeah. have to read it. Is that today is the first day that Marvel returned to Miracle Man? Uh, number one, the reprint. It's finally after all these years of happening. I don't even know what I paid. I don't care what the I paid. The price is on the back. I didn't realize how much it was, but I, I don't care. Five ninety nine. You know what though? Really, for six bucks. Yeah. Um, There's this, a lot in there. I'm going to read this at least twice, and I was not expecting how much more there would be. I mean, they told us. They warned us there would be more, and I did not realize how much more. So, are you a Miracle Man fan, Jason? I've heard of him, but I... The legendary Lost series. Yeah, that's why yeah. I've heard of him, but is that any good? Yeah, so yeah. what they did... Six dollars good. Six dollars, What they and I love this. You go in there in book one, A Dream of Flying. Story, the original writer. Because Alan, <laughs> Moore, will, will, Alan Moore will not allow him, them to bill him, to, to give him credit. Why? Because he's mad. He's Alan Moore. And he oh, okay. said he gave up the rights. He gave all the rights to uh, Alan Davis and, oh. and Neil Gaiman. So don't bill me. It's, so did, don't credit me. Did it's, Moore uh, come up with that tag, the original writer? I or? don't know. I don't know. Because it's like, you know, Harlan Ellison uses Cordwainer Smith whenever it's when something <laughs> no, I think he just Marvel want. didn't know what to do. So they no. just said the story uh, by some guy. So what they did, <laughs> what they did was actually. The re- madman. That's right. There you go. Reprint an original 1956, which. This is amazing because I he is looking realize, so. Oh, Steve this is Rogers the original Miracle I didn't, Man. I didn't realize how good the art was. Yeah, and so they've remastered an original 1956 story, and then it ends and goes into HD. In, yeah, it, it really <laughs> it is really kind really of what does. it is. If you look at it like this, so you go here and it's like there, there it ends. It's like oh, there's Miracle Man. Right. It's like going into Oz. And yeah, then it yeah. Goes boom, 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 and everything changes, and, and then, then it's suddenly 1982. That's cool. And That's they've recolored what was originally a black and white story, mm-hmm. and uh, which I think Eclipse had colored it, but not with the, they wouldn't have had the ability that we that they have now. So redone it. Was it, this uh, the original first cover? That was the original first, first, first page. page. That was the original. Okay, first so page. none of the stuff before that. But they found the story that that panel came from. Cool. And so then they do the first two episodes because it was in a magazine. It was part of an anthology originally. Right. And so they give the first two episodes, which are just magnificent. And it's like I'd forgotten because 
you know, when Carr and I talked this summer at the car ca- car cast, you know, his fear is like, well, now when you finally get to go back to Alan Moore is, is like, has time passed him by? Mm. Like, because everybody's ripped off this stuff. Everybody's been influenced. And now when a new reader comes to it, it's like, well, they get why it was a big deal. Yeah. Like, pe- but I, I'd say back, you know, I think people still discover Watchmen and go, whoa. Yeah. And yeah. even V for Vendetta to some degree. Mm. And then reading the, this this afternoon, kind of in a, a little rushed, but I, but was just like, wow, this story is good. Mm. You know, you can really tell. And then there's, uh, you know, art behind the scenes stuff and about the original covers <laughs> and stuff that I normally don't care about. But I care because it's it's Miracle Man. What else uh, did uh, Gary Gary Leach do? Not much. Okay. Um, his, I, his art's really good. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happened, but hopefully we'll read through. And there's an interview with the original creator, Mick Anglo, and then more stories reprinted from the back <laughs> in the original black and white. So you get a sense of what it was, uh, you know, which it was, for those who don't know, it was, it was basically that when in England, Captain Marvel adventures were stopped uh, being published in 1954, uh, they didn't know, uh, you know, they still had it. They felt, you know, Fawcett gave up. Most people think that, like, DC won this lawsuit against Captain Marvel. It's just, no, Fawcett just gave up. They thought there was no profit in comics anymore. So, in England, they couldn't print Captain Marvel because that had stopped, but it was still popular. So, they just kind of rejiggered it in an interesting way because it is sexist and British that Mary Marvel became a young Marvel man, changed, changed genders, and and then you had uh, Fre- you know Freddie Freeman became Kid Marvel man, uh, and then of course when it became when it came to America they had to call it Miracle Man because it wasn't being published by Marvel right. And then they decided I think for I had the right choice in America at least is to leave it being called Miracle Man even though now Marvel owns it. So, it's interesting. You look at the original cover, which uh, the original uh, I remember cover, that. yeah, yeah, that comes out, and that one's kind of that one. Is evocative of him not really understanding what's going on. All yes, this yeah. You look at the new cover, and there's nothing but foreshadowing there. Yeah, and that's the Casada one. We we both got the Casada yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there were many alternate covers, but I but Casada was one the, the really first good. image. So, but I got it's it's great. So there were five total covers. Wow. Okay, and I think if you find on Family Planet, I have all of them there. Okay. Um, the Casada one's the only regular price one. All the rest were fifty-five, twenty-five, bastards, forty. Wow. Okay, which wow. one did you buy, Nate? None, none <laughs> of the above. I'm unemployed. Shh, we're gonna have a Nate Costa <laughs> employment update later. Oh, so, yeah, I'm a charity cut podcast, that out. right? The, the Nate Costa Rather charity than a Kickstarter. Po- yeah, Kickstarter for <laughs> Nate, please. He's awesome. He can do a lot of things. things. We just don't want him kicked out of Tiffany's house, right? Yeah, so she wouldn't do that. No, she wouldn't. Not yet. No, because the psychotropic drugs haven't worn off yet. <laughs> so they never will. <laughs> Good man. I I ran out a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know why my wife's still around. Uh, Keep cooking, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so love that. Um, and then I uh, so why don't you go for one in the bag? And I'll so it, a virtual you know, bag. My number one in the bag was Marvel Man. I didn't do it. So actually. Uh, Fantastic Four finale issue one six uh, issue sixteen at <laughs> zero seem, sixteen doesn't seem right, does it? Um, uh, the last of I think this is going to end of it for Matt Fraction. Fraction, yeah. So we're stuff, get, which yeah. has been um, both I think it's been both the Fantastic Four 
and, and his, FF. And FF. Yeah. And the Allred family has been doing yes. everything else in yeah, FF. And FF yeah. What are they quitting? Um, or well, they're rebooting uh, the the series. This looks oh. like it's tying a bunch of stuff that's been happening in both of the series because yeah. the Fantastic Four took off into space and time trying to find a cure to uh, degenerative disease that's related to their powers. And then they left uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, She-Hulk, Darla Deering as, as She-Thing. She-Thing, yeah. And um, Ms. Marvel, please. And uh, Medusa. Medusa. As, as, the, as the new fantastic, as the new FF St- teachers to the FF Future Foundation, all the kids that are there. Oh, okay. And they've actually been waging war the last couple, or getting ready to wage war on Doctor Doom. Yeah. The last couple of issues, it's just been amazing. That, so to explain to an outsider, to explain to an outsider, like Jason, which would be me, yes. Well, is that I think the best way to explain it is right now when they've done this Marvel Now initiative, they've gotten a creative team, committed them to a certain amount of issues, like in this case, sixteen. And uh, or is that fifteen? I can't remember what you held up. This is sixteen. Sixteen. So sixteen issues, and then that's probably their, more like thirty-two if you consider, if you consider the FF. FF. Yeah, and they but they but they count that as, um, you know that's that's that creator's take, and now they're just going to start over from number one with a new creative team. And how many times are they going to do that? As many times as it as it takes, because the reality is, you go back to a number one, right. and somebody who walks into a store. Oh, here's Fantastic Four number one. Oh, goes, and so they'll start from that and jump on and here. Be like, oh, I love this, and, yeah. and, and, oh, okay. and it's designed well, to smart. be. It's designed to be where you can jump on. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because, but then eventually it ends, right? And then yeah. But and then, then what? What you have is you have a trade paperback now, and now you have, or you have an omnibus. You have sixteen oh, okay. or thirty-two issues. Okay, in a, That's a decent book, size book, you know. And then you can say, "Look, this is a really good one," and a comic book store owner can say, "Check this book out. I think you'll like it." And, and then, then I guess they could continue with the next rendition too, right. if they exactly. exactly. And that's what they did. Okay, yeah. so oh. so you know you can jump around. So for time. me, that would be good now to start with the next number. It one. would be, yeah, okay. It one be. because I have high hopes in James Robinson, right? As a writer, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, you know, so. I can't wait to see Robinson and yeah. Fantastic Four. So how about you, Nate? What you got in your bag? Or are you going to uh, say I'm unemployed? I have nothing in my bag. However, what did you shoplift? <laughs> no, he goes to Earth 2. Don't do that. In my hoodie. I'm going to Earth 2 this weekend. No. Okay. Anyway. Tell Rick Car just already the other mentioned way. Uh, the Marvel Knights Hulk. Yes. Uh, Daredevil. How about Daredevil? Coming near the Mark Wade run for now. Is that going to renumber too? Yeah, that's going to renumber yeah, too really when they go to the digital and then they're coming back to the print. The number one. Oh, yeah. that was uh, right. That's the one my there. one disappointment with Miracle Man. No digital. I'm okay with it. I would like to have. I would have liked to. Well, no, it would have been but, nice. But you have an iPad, and I understand that. It's yeah. like for me, digital on on my iPhone is just. Yeah. I no longer wish to pretend that I can see. When I get home, <laughs> I separate all the ones that I have to do the digital code uh-huh. for, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't in that stack, and I went, "Oh, that's too bad." Yeah. So. Uh, Sad face. Sad face. Well, they'll probably sell it to you on Comixology. Probably. So, uh, <laughs> and which is in my bag virtually. I'm going to recommend a com a book that's only available on Comixology right oh. now that came out today. We cut Nate off. The way you started to. Are you there, Nate? You just gave up. No, that was it. That was I don't know you, what just to wanted, say. you just wanted to say, what about Daredevil? Daredevil. It's a good book. What about Daredevil? Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's for the sitcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the Netflix theme That's the song, Netflix right? Is, yeah. What about Daredevil? Uh, anyway, it's a book called Nova Phase. 
And uh, so this was coming out from uh, Juan. We don't we haven't talked about Comicsology in a while, and they mm-hmm. and they do you know they do send us links and check. But this yep. actually came from left field. Somebody I knew from down in Los Angeles said, uh, "My former intern uh, Matt. Oh, I, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Matt, if you're listening. Uh, wait, here it is, Matthew Ritter." Uh, had been a former intern at Dark Horse. And so uh, my friend Chris Tung from Dark Horse emailed me and said, um, you know, would you take a look at this? He's writing a book for sla- for slave labor. And I went, well, that's great, because or SLG. And, and I said, well, you know, we know Dan Votto really well. I'd love to promote something. So that's how I came to it and to see it. And it's actually a, a kind of a cool book. Matthew Ritter has an interesting story about a, a, a young girl named Veronica Darkwater so it has kind of a Star Wars feel. It really, it really does. It, Veronica Darkwater, who as a girl wants to get off planet, and grows to become a bounty hunter on Earth while the the Empire is going around and kind of leaving Earth as a backwater planet. What makes it interesting and why I think you might, Rick, I'm pointing. People can't see that I'm pointing. We at point Rick. all the time. I'm kids. gesturing at Rick. In particular, might enjoy it is the artist, whose name unfortunately I don't have in the email, is. Uh, Doing it like an eight bit, like cutscenes from an eight bit uh, Nintendo game. Wow! So it has a feel of like Dragon Ball Z and uh, you Zelda, know, yeah, Zelda, and all this. And it's, and at first it's like weird, and then I was like it kind of fits the way the story is. It's because it's very clearly something inspired. Like this guy's been thinking about it for a long time. The car- the first two issues are available on Comicsology this week, and they're going to be available. Was that in the previous in, stuff in that they sent us? I, I don't know. This is I got the okay. link separately. Okay. Uh, Matthew Ritter sent me the but the link. Nova, Nova Phase, Nova Phase, and it's it's a fun story. And the first issue take, takes with Veronica becoming and growing up to become a bounty hunter and dealing with these alien races. And there's some kind of divide. Uh, it's going around a coin, which feels very video gamey too. It's yeah. like it's like link. it's like. I'm sorry, the device. princess is not in this castle. Yeah, you know, the you coin have, is not in that wrapper. You have to yeah. collect. So it feels like, it does feel like like a more advanced version of a video game that would have been popular then, you know? And um, and then there's a rogue, a handsome rogue who gets her off, yeah. off dark, you know? And so the first two issues, I was just like, this is pretty cool. So this week is digital only. It's going to be available in print on Amazon and through uh, SLGs. Oh, like a collected, like, no- uh, yeah. They're going to do the first two issues together in like fl- you oh. know the floppies, and then see, and then they'll do a graphic novel down the road. <laughs> Which when we've talked to Dan, that's kind of where he's trying to go is to yeah. see what'll do do better. So, I mean, and just like what DC is doing with say, their Smallville and their Arrow books, and so uh, anyway, I just not only is it in my bag of saying it's noteworthy, I also think, wow, it's a it's a, a new talent. It's rare when I get, when somebody points out to me a writer's first effort where I think, this guy we might be talking about five years from now. Yeah. And so I think we might be talking about this guy from five years from now. So get in on it now and check it out. And it's fun and it's nostalgic. It's kind of funny because uh, retro gaming is really kind of hot right now. No, too. I know it is. And so I don't know if that was, you know, an intent. It and might gonna, be. And I'm going to send cash you, in on we're the... gonna e- I'm going to email. We'll have a little conversation. But I, I don't know at this point. All I had was time to read it and went, yeah, this is fun. Cool. So, yeah. I'll check it out. All righty. You should too, listener. Yes. And what about you? What's next? <laughs> Listeners. In your well, we like to make it very, very personal. <laughs> One person who's listening, our I'm friend, speaking to you, buy listening. that Nova thing. Are You're... people having Fanboy Planet listening parties? Because if you are, that would be awesome. And let let us know. We'll come Spe- and just we'll yeah. just talk. We'll hang. We out. need pictures. 
Um, I often do that at work. I, I just want to. I want to work alone. I've mentioned this, okay. this every time I've picked it up. Um, Velvet number th- issue number three. This book yeah. just keeps getting better and better. It's Which thanks to Earth Brubaker. Two, thanks to Chris yeah. Calder on Earth Two, we recommended uh, just after Christmas. I put an article up about that of saying this was going to be great. I unfortunately must go for the trade, but good. Okay, yeah. yes. No, it's. Uh, I mean, great art, great story. It's. Uh, it's the creative team from Winter Soldier, and it's. Uh, it's a. It's a very nice. Uh, awesome. Uh, espionage. Uh, what happened back in history? What's happening now? Kind of story. Excellent. In yeah, Britain, I reported on the greatness of Velvet uh, after last year's Image Expo. Yeah. We were way ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, yep. I just I just ignored you, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> As usual. Well, yeah, you get to say you get to you get to crow triumphantly a lot. Over you get there. used to it, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, I wasn't talking about you guys. I was just saying in general. Sorry. Let me let me clarify. <laughs> I had one more that I was going to bring out. Uh, well, I still have one more. We can you go, you go, you go, yes, go, go, go. Okay, fight, fight, I, I fight. saw the next one on your stack was Power Girl, and I thought, no, 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 it's not. Where's no. the one I'm going to like? This is it. Okay, good. Ready? Yes. Today came out. Seekers. Oh, that's the Disney the one. Disney Kingdom. Oh, nice. Seekers of the Weird, number oh, I didn't one. See that. So I, no fanfare. I mean, we like there was like months ago all the publicity. Right, I remember. And I, it's like it wasn't even on my radar, and then I looked and went, oh, there it is. So the first issue, three ninety nine. Kingdoms did that just imprint. come out today? Or? It did just come out today. Okay. So Disney Kingdoms, the first of the Disney Kingdoms imprint, which will be mini series uh, that have something to do with attractions at Disney, right? Uh, whether Disneyland, Disney World, and this is of course from, well, of course, right? It's not a, from Museum of the Weird, which is an attraction going that to never actually mansion, happened, yeah. but was going to be kind of the entrance to the haunted mansion. Right. So. Uh, haven't had a chance to read this one yet, but I'm really excited about it because uh, that cover is so lovely retro. It's it's like all the. It uh, feels like a gold key. It does it? feel like, like one of the one like of the gold the Adventures key. of Doctor Spectre. I was thinking Spectre <laughs> yeah. exactly that. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I I I love it. It does feel like I could have picked that up or Boris Karloff's yeah uh, Tales of Terror. You know exactly like, exactly. It, does, it, it feels so retro. I shall be purchasing that just I, from see, a Disney perspective because that's, that's how what, I am. But, but I mean, but, but I'd heard about that at D twenty three. Are you slapping your arm while you're doing that? You had, you that was my reminder. It was and... like remember, <laughs> buy. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Why is this vein popping? Disney fix. Did you have the poster where you could do the little? Uh, the AR on it? No. Oh yeah. So uh, I tried it. So I got a I, I got a copy of the poster mm-hmm. for that they gave out at D twenty three. Yeah, of, I didn't get just that. Just the the door the clock with the devil. Oh face. yeah, I didn't. And yes. this little AR thing. So if you right. had the AR, the Marvel AR app, oh, it, it took, went to mm-hmm. a video of uh, I don't think of his name, uh, our man at Marvel, um, and his name is not on here. Dang it, uh, Bill Roseman, ah. uh, who goes. Things are about to get. We, it went to a video, and it's like if you didn't know, if you were D twenty three, and you picked that up because you're like Jason, and right. you don't know anything about Marvel AR, right. and let's face it, most of the time you don't you need know. to know, yeah. right? You know, it, it's like that was a cool little extra, but very few people at D twenty three would have gotten right, that, you know. Yeah. But I saw yeah. it and went, you know, boom. And so it was like a little. They gave a little extra video. So it was the little Marvel AR symbol on it is on oh, the poster. Wow. Oh, cool. So it was like you know you distance out on a poster and then you get this video so i probably did get it and it's in a bag somewhere with swag that i never check you know but so it's kind but, of a fun poster i gotta right. find it because I, i've got that yeah. wrapped up with uh with a ducktales video game one too and i was thinking about putting those oh, yes. up on the uh, side of the room so um, i will go to a comic store tomorrow 
and purchase a comic. I totally recommend it. If we're out early enough, you could run by Elusive. They're open till 10. Oh, Just yeah. Just because oh. she's probably listening right now. But Jeannie. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, got in touch with me. Yeah. And she had no preference as to what she get from the spike Which is pile. a really dangerous thing to say. And I said, okay, we'll try and make sure that it's nothing embarrassing. So we'll have to talk after I the don't show. I don't think we have anything embarrassing. We don't, well. We have we have a different definition of embarrassing than most people might. I know I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I mean, like we have geeky stuff. Yeah, but there are there are things I think in, that have come out in the geek world in the last year that, um, like there have been a couple of companies where I've just had to say, look, because of my day job. I can't really, be affiliated I can't with you. En- I can't entertain your product or be entertained <laughs> by your product. Or be in your product. You. Uh, like those unauthorized um, massage units ah. that are dressed like superheroes, shall ah. we say. Oh. Um, and yet. That's fun. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but we won't have any to give away. Sorry. No. Um, you know, so anyway, that was my, that was my third book is Seekers of the Weird. So, so the last one I picked up, I picked up just like on the spur of the moment, one of those things you see on the stack and I picked it up and I looked at it, Stuart Moore and Gus Storms, Ego, Earth Galactic Operation. I almost picked it up. And it's, it's inside. And I like Stuart. I just want to say, he's a good writer. I've been a fan of his since, uh, he left Marvel and he wrote a book for Penny Farthing Press called Para, uh, a science fiction story. Uh, that was really good. So he's got a good mind for original sci-fi and comics. I was really trying to think Moore. what this reminded me of. And it, it, right off the bat, it reminds me of oh, what's uh, Airtight Garage of Jerry Cornelius. Mobius. Mobius, right? It reminds me of Mobius right off the top. The art, yes. But then the other thing was it reminds me of Michael Sane's Shatter in the in the page layout. Okay, and- yeah. Yeah. And now I'm looking at the pages. I'm going yes, although far more, far uh, more detailed, detailed more Mobius than Shatter was because I, I had every issue of Shatter. But yeah, way back um, when. it's a, it's and it says it's a cross between the sci-fi and superhero story. Ego sets up the house junction of superheroes, story superhero stories and big idea science fiction, then trashes the junction and builds its own huge insane theme park. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, they, they, oh, they, that old chestnut. They yeah. suck me, <laughs> they suck me <laughs> in with theme park. Is there a ride? That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, a roller My ears perked up. I mean, the art is, is fast really fun. It also reminds me of Keith Githen's work on uh, uh, Legion of Superheroes. It's actually reminding me a little bit of uh, Howard Porter. Hmm. Yeah. So the new ego. Speaking of, I did buy Justice League three thousand number two. I'm and only two ninety nine. Nice. Thank you, Image. I'm giving Justice League three thousand. Two, two issues. I bought issues. the second issue because I well, really couldn't like believe me. that it was so bad. The first issue. I know. See, we're stupid. Yeah. I'm going to say it. We are. I don't know why anybody's listening to. <laughs> we're, co- de- we're codependent. We're codependent. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. Um, you're not stupid. You're hopeful. They've actually got a villain in this one. I want to see the, the villain thing. is more likable than the heroes. Could be. Might be. Maybe that's the twist. <laughs> What a twist. That's the Shyamalan twist. Okay. All right. Shall we go on to movies, people? Segway. Yes. Let us go oh, on. No, to... I have one more. Oh, what? Damn made. it. You said no. Okay. Go ahead. It's a pre bag. <laughs> what? It's a book that comes out next week. Oh, this is oh. a Derek should buy this because Nate says so. This is, this is Nate's forecasting. You didn't listen to him about Velvet, so go. No, I didn't. Go Written eight. by our friend of the program, James Robinson, mm-hmm. All New Invaders. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I did not realize that was him. Oh, of course. Then you're right. Yes. yes. We will pick that up. Yes. I love the Invaders. Which back is, I'm sorry, that's the other thing that Marvel now has a little bit of a preview of that setting up. The old Frank Robbins art and the, all the characters they brought out. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, we added the all-new Invaders poster to the, my backdrop on this week's Moron vs. Fanboy. Ah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, good right. call, Nate. Yeah, very Scott, good. It's actually going to have the original Human Torch in it, so I wonder, yeah, I know. Uh, have they already brought him back? He's been back a few times, and then they just kind of forget he's around. He was on yeah. the last time they, <laughs> the last time they revived the Avengers. Uh, no, hey, the Avengers. hey guys, fiery guy Still over in the corner. Fire. What's his Still name again? Fire. No, he's a mechanic, Jim Hammond. <laughs> and they brought him back the last time they revived the Invaders as a modern day title. Oh yeah, and there was With a the by they Alex were all Ross. they. It the, the, yeah. was kind of funny because they kept on running, wanting to invade Germany and Japan. So oh, in modern day, of course, yes, they did. Uh, and the blazing skull was back to in the there, well, and the fin, you know, back so to the well. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. So we'll see how what Never goes forget. on with that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Segway. it's okay. It's okay. It, that, that just that. Was, I love your shirt, Derek. That was the definition of cacophony. No, um, your shirt's awesome. Oh, thank you. It's uh, Lloyd Godfordson original. It's it's. Good. I had it specially made. Why do you have a Whoa. bunch of stack of Playboys over there? Sorry, because <laughs> Debbie's out of town. Oh, for okay. A few days. Sorry, I read them. Yes, he, I'm gonna have to he, borrow that. There's also there's also a Time Magazine and, and a Maxim and Maxim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all not it's helping a, your case. Hey, no, no, not passing any and judgment wired. here. I was looking at your pile of comics, and then my eyes just went, went right to, to wait bottom. a minute. Yeah. I know that logo. <laughs> I mean, I knew that logo. Right, and and Hundler? What's Hundler magazine? (laughs) What, Hundler? (laughs) Can I borrow that? No, I'm just terrible. Uh, Here, your glasses are dirty. Anyway, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is what made me need bifocals. Okay, so. Progressive. It's a good one. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I get that joke. Oh, good. Uh, it's because I was hanging out with Lon this week twice. It's a mistake. It happens. Always a mistake. I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, in movies. An odd sequel got announced just like today, and I don't know if anybody else picked this up. Ready? Mm-hmm. Django Lives. Really? But not a sequel to Django Unchained. To the original? Franco Nero is wow. returning really? as Django, and he, the original Django, and he did have a, a cameo <laughs> yeah. in Django Unchained. So he's going to be playing. Uh, Django is like an advisor, sort of like Sunset, the Blake, the Blake Edwards film. Django will be like in 1914, an advisor to uh, silent Western films, and like his past is catching up, and it's the you know things. Capital, but it all happens in Southern California, and yeah, Uh, (laughs) but actually Italy, and uh, (laughs) because they often do LA shots in well, but but the original Django was I know I know I know know, so that makes sense, but I just think it's kind of cool because. I'd actually be intrigued to see it. I sure. because I haven't seen Franco Nero really tackle no. right. series in a while. I know um, that's really that's interesting. And, he's, and apparently, even though he's the he was the first Django, mm-hmm. he's only played it in one sequel in like '67. Mm-hmm. So, you know, along unless you think he was Django in, in the, Django in Unchained, the, yeah. you know, he knew how it was spelled anyway. Right. Um, you know, so um, that's an interesting sequel to me. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of uh, kerfuffle. Uh, yesterday, all turned out to be completely debunked uh, and pointless. Was that um, somebody dug up? I don't even know where the first story came from. Somebody dug up a two-year-old story that Marvel had possibly talked to Johnny Depp 
about oh, Doctor playing Strange. Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and it was reported as new, and every the internet went wild, yeah, saying there's a rumor that Johnny Depp's. I mean, it's like guys, it's, it even even the story says it's only a rumor, right? right. Nobody has any corroboration. It was two years old. It was two years oh, old. Oh, wow. right. I, I missed that. Wow. Yeah. It was after On Stranger Tides, and you know, uh, right after the purchase came, and so Disney was kind of looking at, well, you know, we're Marvel, and you know, we own his yeah. soul, yeah, Maybe you know, or he owns ours, or he's got nude pictures of. of it's uh, benef- Bob Iger it's beneficial to both parties. It's a you're right, you're right. <laughs> it it's really sort of is. like the the shark and the remora. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Know, the more I thought about it, the more Just I a little was, bird on the hippo. I was really <laughs> dreading him playing Doctor Strange. I, you know. For a split second, I'm like, well, you know, my disappointment is, I kind of, I kind of want Patrick Dempsey to get his shot, you know, who had, had oh, yeah. once been talked about because I think he'd be interesting. Yeah. But, and then I thought, okay, so it's Johnny Depp. And I thought about it. I went, I don't want Johnny Depp to do it because Johnny Depp would be weird. And and my take on Doctor Strange, at least what you would do in an origin story, is a guy who has not yet been changed. Totally by grounded it. in science. Totally grounded in science. He's going through that transformation. Right. That's his journey. Johnny Depp would start like Jack Nicholson at the beginning of The Shining. Oh, countdown to psychosis. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking more along the lines of his rendition of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, but you know, I actually haven't seen either of them. Unless you count Rango. uh, Rango. Um, But then he was a chameleon, so I didn't know for sure. Uh, Although I like that film. It's true. um, They'd let Johnny Depp do whatever he wants. I mean, that's the problem. That is the the problem. That is the problem. Because that is the problem with Lone Ranger. Right. um, He's kind of like Jerry Lewis now. Because Jerry Lewis... Oh, my God! No, seriously. (laughs) Never see those two together. Jerry Lewis, at his height, was so powerful that he could do anything he wanted in his movies. And those are the bad movies. His good movies are the ones where he had a director who would rein him in Mm -hmm. and make him... Make him perform against I'll say the even script. a couple of early ones because didn't he direct the Nutty Professor himself? I don't think so. Okay, I, I think that's one of the ones that's that's where he, he is. wrote it because I'll because I'll still defend that one. I mean, okay. I think that's an amazing film, and I think he directed the Bellboy, which I think the Bellboy is a nice mm. little as a little one off yeah. cute little thing. Yeah. I think earlier when he was hungry and trying to prove that he could be, be a solo yes. act. He was brilliant. He was much more reined in, and then yeah. when you get to things like Which Way to the Front, yeah, and then. I actually had which way I, to the front on eight millimeter, and I and I hate to say this. Oh, film. I'm, I'm, there, nice. there is there is a part of me. I I nice. you know I I partially want Jerry Lewis to be immortal, but there's also part of me that's like I'm waiting for him to pass away so we all could see the day the clown cried, yeah, and say it's the most horrible thing ever. But we got to <laughs> see it to be sure. Um, you know there is that uncontrollable, and I saw <laughs> back in the eighties when he tried to do his comeback, hardly working. Uh, so yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah. wow. But you're, you're right, and that's an interesting thing. I think Johnny Depp is in a phase right now where. You know, because clearly after Lone Ranger, and I admit it, I bought the damn thing on Blu-ray. I've but, still yet to see it. But it, but I'm going to rewatch it and rethink, but I still think it's it's just one of those movies where it's it's schizophrenic. It doesn't know what it wants to be, except it's 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 victim to Johnny Depp's ego, right. trying to do something different that, that he doesn't know how to pull off. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see him as Doctor Strange. Uh, I'll agree with that. Uh, I'm kind of now after a couple of days more and more excited about Michael Douglas as Hank Pym yeah, in Ant Man. Yep. yep. Uh, last night uh, to celebrate, it came back on HBO because of the Golden Globe one. Yes, uh, yes. It, it, did you I see it? It was be- on the next I night. Won yeah. Behind, I, I watched behind the candle. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. 
I was really. It's a good little flick. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't even say that. it's a good little flick. It's yeah, funny. yeah. Um, well, it is. I mean, it's, it's a, not anything it's, like, oh god, this is going to change the face of cinema. And, and, but and it's it was, a, and it's a fun performance. And yeah. it's one of those things. Is oddly enough, I just don't know why. Uh, like I felt like it was in my DNA of having watched Liberace mm-hmm. live. Uh, you know, like I don't really recall consciously doing it. But other than Shandell as a Batman villain, whoop, spoiler, um, and <laughs> and uh, but but it's like he, it was something I grew up with, knowing who he was. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and it was for some reason when he died, that was like a big deal. Yeah. My you know like huh. So watching all that come up and watching Michael Douglas do it and going like. Well, it, it's not quite How old was he when he died? Sixty-seven. I looked it up. Yeah, because like he never really felt like he got old before he died. Well, he did a lot of plastic surgery, which the movie. Have you watched the movie yet? No, I haven't seen the movie. I, yet. I really do recommend yeah. it. If anybody wants to catch, you know, catches it on, it's on demand right now on HBO. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and in a sad, sad state of American cinema. If we rant about it a moment, is in the UK they released it as a film. Uh-huh. And it was intended to be a theatrical release. Oh, it was an they, HBO special over here. And then they made it an HBO special movie, you know. Yeah. And so which isn't bad, but I think the performance was, yeah, Michael Douglas probably should have been up for an Oscar for it had it been theatrical. Uh-huh. But they just felt like no one would go see it. Um and but on TV, it's like it really is watchable. It plays really well. Yeah. Matt Damon is damn Good. Mm-hmm. He starts yeah. out playing a seventeen-year-old. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't have a problem with it for a second. And Rob Lowe's greatest supporting oh, role yeah, yeah. ever as the plastic surgeon, <laughs> that's right, who's probably helped himself too much, right. is <laughs> just—it's fun. Yeah. And I'm like, and yet I felt the tragedy, and it was just, so I love that. So then seeing that he's playing, that Michael Douglas is playing Hank Pym, and then I kind of called it. We did. I really hadn't said it on. We talked about it on Moron versus Fanboy this week, which Jason was on as well. Is thought you know the real reason is anybody who wants to be in a Marvel movie is because they got kids. Right. The same reason yeah. Ben Affleck has said, "I got I a nine, I got an eight year old. He doesn't. He can't see any of my movies, but he's going to think it's really cool." Dad's and this Batman. is the genre that is extremely hot right now. Right. Period. And so it's like, and so Michael be Douglas is saying, to. "I've been trying to find one. I've been dying to get into right. a film." Yeah. And so, and Edgar Wright reminds us, you know, he wrote the first draft of Ant Man long before this. <coughs> started right and so it was it's gonna you're gonna have hank pym in the 60s and and then scott lang's gonna pay so it's gonna be a batman beyond kind of kind of feel yeah and um the now the question is who's gonna be young who's gonna be young hank pym michael pina I'm looking forward to him being <laughs> Hank Pym in the 60s. Unless you do the Tron thing and you do the you just smooth out Michael Douglas. Right, right, right. You take you take pictures yeah, yeah. of him oh, from God, no. streets of San Francisco. No. Why I was is, thinking about why that. is he fighting Carl Malden? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be so bizarre! Wow, the image that just was conjured I know, in my head. I, know. I did it on. Purpose. I know. My, did you see my eyes just went to the other side of the room? Like wow. One of my earliest memories of this is just odd. I got to say it because it's one of those things when I when I picture Michael Douglas, like you have odd memory associations. And it was I didn't like the streets of San Francisco. Just my family liked watching it, and I can remember like the first time I watched it, just sitting there going, "Well, I don't even know who this guy is," you know, and hearing my aunt in the back in the back of the room in the darkness go. He turns me off as much as his father does. And oh, wow. I don't know why that has stuck in my head. Wow. So, Aunt Marie, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a good, it's a good little, little quip. It's funny. It, it was so. just funny. It was just like, what? Uh, you know, I was like six going, 
what what does that mean? Michael Douglas is going to become <laughs> relevant again. Well, in a couple of years, with another generation of children, like or with, oh my, with the yeah, Batman. Exactly, well, no, yeah. he is. I mean, he is, but more so. But that's what I mean, you want to do. I mean, right. you know, I talk about them my drama kids, but you know, that's the thing is, is that actors once you get you get comfortable at a certain level of celebrity. And you got to do what's going to stay relevant. Absolutely. That's why Dustin Hoffman made that unfortunate Imaginarium of Mr. Megorium's Emporium, yeah. you know, yeah. because he wanted to do something for his grandkids, and that's what keeps Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Okay, I'm sorry, Nate. I didn't I mean to. Nate's currently watching it on Netflix. <laughs> Leave the man alone. Um, <laughs> the thing I'd like to see in the movie, though, and I think they'll, they'll probably do this, is they'll do the period piece part where he's in the 60s. And Edgar Wright will do it brilliantly. Oh, and yeah. I love to. What I, what I really want them to do is use an older different style of tech for the shrinking thing like go back to the gas files that he has to release oh i'm sure they to will go back and then when they bring it forward it's gone do the to quantum mechanics. do the pin yeah. particles yeah, yeah. so you, i think so but the thing the other thing with it is he's cast early enough and they haven't begun filming age of ultron hank Pym oh, yeah, could be, be back in the hot seat as the inventor of ultron yeah, there is time I'd read to that, do it. I'd read that rumor too. That but they, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm that's I, 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 no. And Doctor and, and Johnny Depp will play Ultron. No, right, right. I'm, I'm not going to spread. So that who rumor. else is, is it going to be? Tony Stark. We're expecting it to be Tony Stark. And that's what everybody Ultron? says. But but now there's time because we didn't think because Ant Man wasn't on the schedule. Now Ant Man is on the schedule. So maybe they're doing. They're something not going to start Age of Ultron right. filming until March. See, I wouldn't want. I want Ultron to be really bad. I mean, him, I want him to be devastatingly bad. Well, but and I don't want that to be scarring Tony Stark. If you make no. it ton- scar if, the original if Hank, Hank Pym, Pym, had been developing Ultron since the '60s, exactly. It could be very interesting. Yeah, and and then the thing, if you're fitting into the mainstream Marvel Cinematic Universe, is they have made a very specific on Shield. They've made a specific feel like. There was a big dead space where there weren't superheroes. But if Ant-Man was running around in the 60s, S.H.I.E.L.D. might not have known. He was small. Well, perfect. <laughs> he's the perfect hero for it. No, I totally agree. That's what, yeah. I, what I thought. Is that, you yeah. know, it's the stealthy. highest thing. It's the stealth. He's yeah. the stealth hero that, that escaped their, their view. Yeah. And would be the only one whose origin was not tied to trying to duplicate the <laughs> damn super soldier formula. Oh, they could still do that. The side effect of this batch. No, because the whole thing. I Who mean, knows? when you go back to the original tales to Astonish, I think, yeah. was um, he was the man in the anthill. He really did just want to communicate with bugs mm-hmm. and shrunk down. I mean, you know, that's what I love about that is people forget that. It's like it's like Man Thing or Swamp Thing. It started out as a one-off <laughs> horror story. Yeah. And they went, well, wait, if we, if we put that guy in a costume, he could fight crime. Yeah. And, and then brought it back and redid it, you know. So, um I'm I'm I get more excited every time they say anything about this about this film. Should be fun. I'm totally well, and they had announced too that they offered Michael Pena a role in that just yeah. uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. and, and they're like, "Oh well, who's, well, who's he going to play?" Yeah, and then that, now all the speculation. Egghead. Oh, you think that's who it is? He is the Ant Man has Ant right. The Scarlet Beetle. Right. <laughs> Did you read the He's the, Wasp. The Marvel no, premiere relaunch of Ant Man? Because no. Egghead was the first villain he came with. So that Scott against. Lang came across? No, it was it was still Hank Pym at the time. Okay. So and, I I don't know. And something went wrong and he couldn't he couldn't the, unshrink himself. The only so, the um, only Ant Man story I ever read, and I was like five or six when I was just buying comics because well, I've never read a story of this guy. I want to know what he's about. 
that was weird that I had that thought process at five, but mm. um, I did. <laughs> and and that and it was it probably happened time. a lot it, at it five. It defines you. It does. Well, yeah, it has. It has. It's it defines you like, greatly. Uh, it's all good. That um, that the 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 villain I knew was that the, the, the yeah it's the Scarlet Beetle is this radioactive beetle that is evil and going to overthrow the world even though he's only <laughs> half an inch long and it's like that what little, are we it's like tonight? that little crustacean from SpongeBob. Uh, uh, I don't know what. It, oh no, plankton, plankton, plankton. It's like need that formula, <laughs> SpongeBob, <laughs> and Picky in the Brain. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, I I just watched the SpongeBob Christmas special this year. It's been around for a couple of years. It's hilarious. That thing is like a psychedelic trip. But yeah, they did it all. No, stop. it's great. But they, it's, did it stop motion like a Rankin Bass special? Ev- yeah, every SpongeBob is a psychedelic trip. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. What are you saying? I know. It, yeah. Um, and, anyway, and also <laughs> the announced, scholarly episodes. I, really. And the right. last of my Marvel casting uh, rumors are uh, uh, not rumors. This is it, oh, came, it came at four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Kretschmann, mm-hmm. who was in. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, and right? Valkyrie. Uh, oh yeah, he was good in Valkyrie. King, too. King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Peter, Kong. Peter Jack is uh, Baron von Strucker mm-hmm. in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yep. So Hydra's back, and he's signed to a multi-picture yeah. contract. They made a very big point of pointing out, yeah, because they have not said that about uh, the guy playing Ultron, uh, James Spader. Right. That was a one-off. Yeah. Kretschmann has been. They're very specifically saying we're, and I think. That's where you go with a Captain America three. If Winter Soldier goes goes forward, it's now Captain America busting Hydra ass mm-hmm. yeah. in two thousand fourteen. Right. Who did he play in uh, King Kong? He was the captain. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, in Glorious Bastards, he was the Nazi who turned sides. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And he's just one of those guys. And I hate to say, you know, I, I know people think it's weird when I say this, but when you when you watch film as much as we do, you start noticing who's like. That guy's kind of magnetic in a weird way. Yeah. Like you, oh, absolutely. You, he's yeah. Totally photogenic. He yeah. He goes on. He gets on. Even though, oh, I know what movie I saw him in that was like horrible. SLC Punk. He's an artist oh, who in comes that? into Salt Lake City. And it's just like, and that movie totally. He's got a little comes, bit of a, a. It comes alive. It gets focused when he's on. He's just kind of, yeah, you know, and it's like, he is. He's got a little bit of a Sean Bean vibe going. Mm. Yeah, how, but know, I like him better than Sean Bean. Oh, I do too. That's why I was saying, like, to compare to someone who might be more readily known. Yeah, I mean, but but he's like a younger Sean. So Bean. I, but I think this is going to make him a star. He's going to. Oh, to absolutely! Yeah, cool. That was now. Hmm. And now on DC side, they're going. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, we make movies too. Um, we talked to the Rock. For <laughs> we the, tried. We've talked to the Rock for the third year in a row. I know. And we've changed rumors on who he's going to be. Now he's going to be Spike in the Sugar and Spike adaptation. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, wow. The, the rumor, the best rumor they've got right now is they go. They're probably going to shoot Superman versus Batman back to back with Justice, Justice League, League yeah. and <laughs> because. Because we've got to make these before you realize we have no idea. Yeah. Guess exactly. what, Warner Brothers? We know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a car wreck. You have no damn plan. Yeah. Right. And also, I, I'm going to go back. Work for the Spanish Dracula. I'm going to keep. It did. I got to watch that. I have that on Blu-ray. Is I've got to go back to. Uh, I we're going to just stress until somebody listens to the Fanboy Planet podcast in power at Warner. Okay. Your movies are dark. And hopeless, <laughs> and we want fun. Did you hear how excited all of us? And I dare say, in the back of our, the subtext of our conversation, downright giddy about Michael Douglas as Ant Man. Yeah. 
And did you see how the internet truly exploded with your other announcement we're going to talk about in a bit? Guys, that's what we want. You want grim and gritty? Step outside your damn door. That's reality. I want a superhero who's going to save me. Maybe not save you, but two words. Ambush bug. All is forgiven, Warner Brothers, if you can pull off an ambush bug film. Because an ambush bug film would be like the Deadpool film that Fox can't get off the ground. Yes. But ambush bug would still be PG. Can you imagine the merchandising for ambush bug? It my whole Forgive life. the the layman here. Like, <laughs> who is Ambush Bug? Sorry, the Ambush Bug. Let me okay. go ahead. <laughs> you you okay. enjoyed this part because okay. he is my favorite favorite DC hero. All right. Um, he started off as a villain. Right. He was he had stolen a suit, a green suit that could teleport, and he started bugging super. No pun intended. He's, I think originally it was like treated as a serious Bug superhero as a bugging Superman. Oh, okay. And then he, and then so the first appearance was like he was kind of goofy, just like he was doing it for fun. He was right. a joyrider in the suit, yeah. kind of a Bugs Bunny. And then they kind of made him into and Superman. He might Elmer be in, He might be insane. <laughs> and then the second appearance was in an issue of Supergirl where he thought that Supergirl was Superman in drag and kept teleporting in and trying to take the wig off and reveal her as Superman. So he's dumb too. No, he's just crazy. He's just crazy okay and he, but bugs bunny is a good thing but then the next time uh, then they started developing him with this uh, like the legion substitute heroes and so forth and then it got to at some point like deadpool he developed the realization that he is a fictional character in a comic book and that that thus makes him smarter than everybody else oh. in the dc universe and he had a miniseries which is my fa- favorite thing they actually at the end of the miniseries uh, Julius Schwartz kicked him out of the DC universe, and then the next time he appeared was in Kronos. When Kronos, it, it, there was a brief superhero named Kronos who went to uh, a bar outside of the universe, right. and the bartender was ambushed by going, "Just waiting for a crack to get back in." Just waiting oh, for really? a crack <laughs> to get back in. And they've tried they've tried reviving him, and now he's a reporter on the stupid backup series. Yeah, it's got- such waste. But he is in uh, the video game, the 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 MMORPG, DC Universe Online. Oh, okay. He uh, he gives you special treats. I don't like his voice in it. Yeah. But it's still like it's you know he knows he knows it's all fiction. There is a DC showcase of of all which unfortunately in in black and white it loses something. It some loses jokes, a lot. In black some and white, of the jokes were color, but it's just insane and hilarious and constantly making fun of. My favorite thing is like he he's going up against supervillain and he's like calling around for help. And it's like and all the all everybody's answering machines because it's the eighties. It's like uh, in the swamp. Oh, oh, hello, this is swamp thing. I can't. Come oh, to really? the phone right now. And he goes, DC Universe, big effing deal. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, uh, really great. Sounds fun. Fun series. And if you could make that just a fun movie where uh, you don't know what the hell is going to happen, yeah. from that what, would truly be a live action. That's probably why cartoon. they don't make it. They it don't would know be, what to do it. Would with be, it. it would be ninety minutes of duck and muck. Yeah, Mm-mm. only my am- favorite Daffy. Only cartoon. ambush bug keeps changing from being Daffy to bug. <laughs> right, because sometimes he's out of control. Right, and that's the problem too. So, oh my god, I would totally let's start that rumor now. They're gonna make it. The Rock is gonna play ambush, <laughs> ambush bug. bug. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Shia LaBeouf, who's been kicked out of the real universe, he's scripting. Is yeah. oh jeez. Uh, yeah, anyway, he's borrowing it from an idea. Uh, uh, he's, yeah. He says he's retiring. Retiring from public life. I don't really quite know how you do that. Does that mean he's just not going to go to the store? Well, no, just mean we're going to find him dead in a month. He's just uh, 
This guy. You know, he's doing the Joaquin Phoenix thing. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I never liked him before he plagiarized, so it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But all right. That's fine. So. He's plagiarizing Joaquin Phoenix now. <laughs> yeah. Oh there God, you go. He is. You're he'll, right. If he comes back with wow. a thick beard. He'll apologize in skywriting there was later. A good, there was a good Golden Globe jab at Joaquin Phoenix. That too, was uh, Jim Carrey. Was like, you know, he said some quote. No, it's Shia LaBeouf, but somebody jabbed Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Tina Fey jabbed him, Oh, too. yeah. Now when I wish... This is good radio. Yeah. Let's talk about a joke we can't remember. Yeah, and Jim yeah. Carrey's was good. <laughs> was good, you know, yeah. Yeah, what was he said some old phrase? He's like, you know... I don't know. He, this wasn't the phrase, but it's like, you know, the best of times, the worst of times. Shia LaBeouf said, said that, that. And it's like, and everyone went, oh. Right, 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 right. And so young, like, so wise. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but... uh. Uh, the last movie news thing I want to say because they've they've got a full cast now for a spinoff we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. but now you're here so you and I can talk about it. Okay, uh, and I don't know if you saw it. If you I saw the original movie, Annabelle, the oh, doll the from the yes. Conjuring, is getting her own solo film. Yep, which is the creepiest announcement of 2014. <laughs> It was also the creepiest thing in that movie. I mean, I like oh, The Conjuring, but I, I loved the, Conjuring. The, the opening in the first 10 minutes where it was really that was the story. And then it just kind of went away until like, you know, spoilers like towards the end. Yeah, but but she creeped me. out. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the real did you see The Conjuring? Yet? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. It is. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's like one of the movies afterwards you're going to go, it was okay. I'm going to have to see yeah. that in the middle of the day over a couple of days. Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it would be like my half hour at lunch. I went to a late show because Jason and I were going to go. And then, oh, and yeah. And Sydney got sick or something. Uh, yeah, Sydney, yeah. And, um, and so I went with my friend Tom Goff. And we went to, like, the latest show at the cameras yeah. on a Monday night. I was like, I got to go because, you know, my film class has all seen it. All my kids, right. students have seen it. I'll go. I'll see it. And we were just sitting there going, oh, crap. I mean, they're. There, it's not like anything really happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just it's so well directed and so many jumps, and then you walk out. By the way, um, the the crew of the staff of the camera theaters. Um, once the last movie starts, they abandoned the theater, and <laughs> so we've just seen this terrifying film about. And then they're oh, gone, and you walk out, and there's like. Hello? One guy there with a candle leading no, you to the door. No, right, right. we couldn't even find a guy. Yeah. We were trying to get... All the lights are off. It's just we the were emergency. Trying to, we were trying to get validate, validation for parking. And it's like, hello, anyone? Anyone? No. That's how I was when I saw Blair Witch at the cameras. Uh, because, I mean, that movie scared the crap out of me. I mean, in a good way. But still, I saw that like a 10, 10.30 show. Yeah. And we left. And when we walked out, camera two, which I don't even think is around anymore... Uh, camera um, one. Camera one. Sorry, there was no two. Sorry, I, they, they, one, they, they, that was their problem. They one, bleed three, into one another. One, three and seven. We walked yeah. into that parking lot and it was just like oh well, and now twelve and yeah. twelve. Yeah. So I mean, to the same extent, I totally understand because I mean, it takes a lot to scare me in a horror movie, and The Conjuring did not. But I watched it at home. It was magnificently effective. That's it. It was a good haunted house movie. It was well directed. You're right. The visuals were very good. But I mean. That's what he does. He can direct those in his sleep at this point. Oh, I know he can because and I've seen Dead Silence, which I love. Dead Silence. I mean, both of the Insidiouses. I haven't seen Insidiouses yet because um, every opportunity I've had to watch Insidious has been after 10 o'clock at home <laughs> you alone. You won't do it. At yeah. home alone. And I will not do that. No. I, I the wait. first one definitely has some good, like there was one time, one moment in particular in the center of the film, if you ever watch it, and you will know what part that oh, is. Oh, I want to watch it. I jumped out of my chair, oh, and I don't do that ever. I, I wanted to watch, and if, uh, Mama is on uh, is on Cinemax. Mama was good till the last like five minutes. Regardless, I can't watch it because yeah. it's always late at night. Right. And I'm like, I'm alone. I 
Oh, I love this? horror movies. I could watch them. I love for the rest them, but I life. don't want to watch them late at night by myself. Oh, that's the best time. No, it's Come not. Yes, it is. Come on. You don't watch horror movies at like 2 p.m. over lunch? I totally do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's let's, all good. Let's go to television, shall we? I have one piece of okay, quasi go. movie news. Okay, go ahead. And he's in LA. Yeah. All men in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, at okay. Tiffany's school today. No, no, no. Don't ever reveal your sources. <laughs> Two of the penguins. From Madagascar? From Batman Returns visited her class. And then blew up the school. <laughs> yeah, they shut their missiles and killed all the kindergartners. Yeah. That's terrible. They visited what do you the mean class. Two of the did they just were did, did somebody bring them or they just walk on a water in the front Somebody's door? Somebody's parent or relative or something is a trainer for, you know, animal movie How long people. Do penguins live? Yeah, Apparently was... at least uh what, twenty some odd years, yeah. right? Well, and if they were babies, then I guess they'd you know, yeah. they'd be, you know, cranky adults <laughs> by this point. They they're in there like, oh, they're God, like, we got to go make our parents right. in first grade. Ah, yeah. Ah, Give us the fish, damn it. Thanks, kids. <laughs> yeah. Stay in school. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that is cool. Celebrity news, then, is what that was. Celebrity right. yeah, penguin that sightings. That's right. Yeah. I thought he was going to say something which about Mr. A, Poppers or something. Which is appropriate because the big TV news yep. is today had brought it. is coming to home video legally smack pow <laughs> katon i can't I, and how conan o'brien got to be the one who leaked it i i still don't even you said that though. i know you didn't believe like, me conan but, it's a, O'Brien? but i just i had the wrong com- Warner I never brothers got a right chance, i never got a chance to boot up the fanboy planet portable computer and <laughs> and then actually take it so gary Moranu from warner brothers sent me the email confirming it with a photo of Conan O'Brien in the 66 Batmobile. Wow. And so it really is Conan got the right. And then Gary had actually posted earlier on Facebook. He said, like, you know, for those of you who know me and know who my, know what my day job is, I am really, really happy today. <laughs> and it's like, you've got the greatest news in the world. And that it is. It's coming, and it's going to be in September uh, 2014. Is it on DVD and Blu-ray? Or? They haven't announced yet, but, yeah. but it's got to be. Could you I imagine so. how awesome? I think they said uh, VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Betamax. Betamax. There. Laser disc. They, they got you know, they got imagine if they cleaned it up. They've probably already done some digital cleanup for like the hub. Run. You'd hope mm-hmm. so. But imagine how good that would look on a cleaned um, up oh, yeah. item Blu-ray. Yeah. And Because and, all those colors are just, they were popping in this. Oh, oh yeah. And for God's sake, get it. Do it while Adam West and Burt Ward are still here to do the commentary. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Uh, you know, which West is into because a couple of years ago when I interviewed West him, West is into anything that has a Batman. Yeah, no, but he is. Yeah. I mean, and it's West is in anything where he can talk, right? That's yeah. why he does Family Guy. Yeah, but he is very <laughs> sincere about about Batman. He really is. Yeah, and and when I talked to him, I said, you know, the you know, what do you know? Do you know anything? Because I really, I want. I want my kid I to want be my able Batman. to see it. Yeah. You know, and he said, he said, probably not in my lifetime, old chum. 
you know, oh, and, no. and, and and it was just like, oh, bummer. He goes, no, I know, I, I, I you know, and it's the same thing. It's the Michael Douglas syndrome because, man, once it's on home video, yeah, and every parent sits their kid down, oh, yeah, I will, and then goes, oh yeah, screw this Christian Bale guy, yeah, yeah, this, this is, is Batman. Batman, oh yeah, he's just gonna be again. Don't you, know, you dare call him Uncle Batman. But I like, but he calls him that. He calls know, it that, and I and I like that because. It's the it's the brave and the bold animated series take, that, and Diedrich Bader right. doing is that like Batman is a protector of children again. It's like, and I'm all for give Batman back to the kids. It's okay. Yeah. It's really okay because you wanted me to buy the bed sheets with him. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's weird when I see my no because when I see Christian like Bale like, bed sheets. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I've seen those. Yeah, no, I know, my, but I and my son has Dark Knight pajamas right. and he's yeah. got christian bale's face on it and it's like but he knows he's like i'm not ready to watch it dad you know but he's got the you know right that's not right but put me give me batman 66 again yep awesome let me take out my batusi batman figure awesome and uh and then there's a rumor they're gonna release mego style batman 66 figures awesome i never well, liked they're Mago going style. for it I don't care. I know you don't. <laughs> now, here's the question. Will they well, have... Well, they might do a Captain Action Batman 66 line. Will they have both episodes awesome. with the Green Hornet in it? No one got that specific so far. And that's an interesting question that's been brought up. Why not? I would hope that they would. I I, I can only imagine some kind of tom, uh, Hollywood goofery that they've would clearly it. They've clearly had to spend so much money. I mean, you know, this has been legal wrangling. This has been so long. I can't imagine, because it's not only that, because Green Hornet and Kato showed up in a window in one episode, too, before they did the actual crossover. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Robin goes, why do they wear those the cameo masks? appearance. Yeah, yeah. the window cameo. Like Hulk 180. <laughs> right. Thank you, Nate. Nerd! <laughs> no, I can't. I have all their albums. We abjure you! That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have gone too nerdy for us That's right, right now. Too far. We're talking about Batman sixty six. Don't 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 salt the waters with Wolverine news. Um, so, <laughs> oh no, I revealed myself to know exactly what he was talking <laughs> there about. There you go. Oh. <laughs> nice counter. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, I'm gonna give myself a wedgie now. So yeah. just uh, what about the movie? Is that included or not? Or the movie's already been available. I know. Blu-ray. I have but that, it's so. a big box set. All it says is TV box set. Okay. Yeah. The movie is a separate thing. It has been available. Who knows? But then you'd want it to be like like the Twin Peaks I thing. I want everything. Put everything back in there. Get it yep. all in one in one set. Give so, me the give me the uh, pilot for the Batgirl se- uh, series. I'm sure that would be in there because that's been out on the internet. You'd probably even get that weird uh, public service announcement that where Dick Gautier played Batman uh, and Yvonne Craig it was about uh, about equal pay for women. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Really? No, oh, it's like it's it's like four or five years out. It's seventy two or seventy three, and like the, so, there's Batman and Robin are tied up. Adam West wouldn't do it or wasn't available, so Dick Gautier does it. And he's got that cowl on, and he does a perfect Adam West impersonation. You wouldn't know mm, it's not. Okay. And he and Robin are tied up. There's a bomb about to explode, but then Bat and Batgirl comes in. It's like good, you can rescue us. But she says, "No, this is the perfect time to say, you know, Robin gets paid more than I do <laughs> for the same job." And so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, so I'm sure that the back, at least the Batgirl pilot, would be in there because yeah. you know it's a no-brainer extra. And not that you have to have that much commentary, but you know there aren't that many villains left alive either. Yeah. I, 
you know, when we talk about it, I mean, that's where we went back to say, like, like Liberace, Shondell. Um, yeah, Frank Gorshin. Uh, Frank Gorshin, all the, ma- all the big, well, Julie, Meredith, Julie yeah. no, the, the cat, two of the cat women Julie are still Noir. alive. Two of the cat women are still yeah, alive. And uh, um, uh, Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather. Lee Merriweather. Like Meredith Brooks. Uh, uh, John Aston, one of the rat, one of the Riddlers is still alive. So the second Riddler, yeah. John Aston, is still alive to do, to do commentary. Um, so there could be, you know, there could be a few. It's just we're, you're running out of people that can. And I don't even know, I hate to say it because I've, I've talked to her too, I, I don't know how focused Julie Newmar could be through it. But mm-hmm. I recommend if you haven't, if you find that Batman Blu-ray, the commentary by uh, Adam West and, and Burt Ward is really interesting because Adam West is very praising of of the villains and points out a lot of things about what's going on that you might not have noticed, you know, because he's like, oh, look at how they're stealing the show, basically. And, you know, it really points out. So I'm so excited. That's the greatest thing ever. Yay. So they have Christian Bale, Batman Begins, Bedsheets, or Dark yes. Knight, yeah. Yeah. He's Bane on them, too. Yes. That's Dark weird. Dark Knight Rises, it's all there. <laughs> it's like, little boy, come walk sit in, on my face. Walk, <laughs> just... walk into Tarzan. Walk, walk, in, walk into Toys R Us. Yeah. And see how... I don't know. I don't keep on it, because I hated like pretty much all of those. I, Batman Begins, I dealt with. And Heath Ledger, yes, it, was an amazing Joker. But Dark Knight... But what Toys was the R- last one? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. But Toys R Us awful. pushes... These toys as things for the kids yeah. to have, right? And these exactly. And yeah, it's, like, it's not. It's not. I'm good. not going to show my kid that. Yeah, he knows that better. But I you're a totally good parent, agree. and there are so many parents that don't that do. They go ahead and they take. You've well, been in theaters when you've seen three-year-olds. I, 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 I agree with you, and I and I'm sounding hypocritical. But then you know, I have Sydney, my six-year-old, and like I've let her watch multiple times Army of Darkness, and she loves it. Now that's an R-rated film, and but I mean, it's so freaking hysterical, and she understands that it's ridiculous. Yeah, and the she's zombies like, oh, are funny. They're the Three Stooges. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it literally. And I, think, and I think really the difference I'd say is that the the violence is very cartoonish. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree. think they really swear all that much yeah he 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 curses a couple times and that's the only reason i got the r rating but it's all like it looks like it was all like dubbed in after the fact so right right. so nothing she hasn't heard daddy say nothing she hasn't heard daddy edit oh dad (laughs) what's that word again oh that's the one i can't say around anyone that's right honey go to bed yes um and listen to book of mormon as you go out yeah she listens to that too the good songs not well the good songs but uh she does not know you know like also, the right. yeah, that's yeah, right. that's not very nice. Right. So I'm the greatest dad ever. <laughs> okay. So on the high point of Batman to the low point, uh, Nate wrote the most popular article of the month on Fanboy Planet, oh. which was a rant on oh, Monday bye. night. You did, yes. I and I'm grateful. Uh, was announced on Monday that after a couple months ago announcing that Fox was going to develop a pilot called Gotham about young Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. They said, they announced on Monday, is that what we said? No, what we're really going to do is a pilot based on a podcast we've never listened to uh, and not give them credit, uh, Kevin Smith and Paul Dini. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Gotham's entire concept was rewritten, and most outlets, except for Fanboy Planet, we're willing to remember what happened a month ago uh, <laughs> you know, and talk about it. Uh, most outlets just took it for what? Oh, this is what what uh, Gotham's going to be about. Is that the new slogan? Fanboy fun? Planet. We remember last month. Yeah, yeah. I think it <laughs> Someone be. asked him. Some and and few do, you yeah. know. And so Nate rightly got on there and he, 
And uh, and I got a little feedback from people who are like, well, what about the you know the the Kevin Smith? I was like, yeah, we read the article, will you click, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, well, there you go, Nate. Take it take it away. I wanted you to take the because uh, you have the most passion about it. Well, I don't did word. I don't remember if Kevin Smith and Paul Dini were actually talking about Gotham before they got into their no they thing. I they did recall they did know that Gotham was coming. Okay. Yeah. So it was wasn't, after Gotham had been announced. Right, but wasn't like the question like why is it about what if they made a a Batman show instead of making a Jim Gordon show? Wasn't that what got the whole ball rolling? Right, that is exactly what got the ball rolling. All right. So yeah, I mean basically they had an hour or so, hour and a half podcast where they laid out the first what four seasons of Yeah, what do they call it? They call it Gotham Prep. They uh, well, they had uh, they called it. What is it called? Blackgate. What's the? Oh yeah, it was Blackgate. Yeah, Blackgate Academy or something like that. Yeah, so. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't want to call it something that had to do with Gotham, uh, but it was a Smallville type of show, and they were going to have basically Bruce Wayne from the age of you know basically freshman year of high school through college, yeah. and they were going to have him train and the people it. Obviously, they're changing right, and they were, and he was off history. at a boarding school. They were off at a boarding school, and his roommate was going to be Harvey Dent, right? And, uh-huh. Yeah, it was, uh, and you mean like Oswald Cobblepot, who was the spoiled other. So it's style. like young Sherlock Holmes for Batman. I had no idea this all stemmed from a Kevin Smith podcast. I had read that that's on what they Fat were Man changing on, on to. Fat Man on, right, Batman on Batman. Well, so and the other thing, though, mm-hmm. you know, I that to, to, to counter is that the irony is yes, as Facebook picked up the wrong image. Like I had one of of Gotham PD, which was closer to what we were all thinking was going right. to happen, or Gotham Central, the graphic novels got uh, Gotham Central, the Brubaker uh, one, right? the Brubaker one, Brubaker and um, uh, Greg Rucka, I guess they co-wrote that one. And uh, instead, like about four years ago, and I remember when this came out, somebody had done on uh, on DeviantArt uh, like a joke, they, and then they had pitched to DC like a like a a funny kid series called Gotham High. Is that the picture you that's posted? The, and that's yeah. the picture where yeah. they're all like. Uh, it's a great picture. And, and, and there are the more. If you go, and... if you go, go to their actual DeviantArt site, there's more or less like there's like Harley Quinn as a as a cheerleader and the yeah. Joker's like smoking by the bleachers. Yeah, it was funny and cute. And I thought that would have been a fun little animated series or a little companion book that my kids would have enjoyed reading. You know. Um, and they had, it looked like they had Batgirl too. Yeah, and Batgirl. So everybody was in it. Yeah. You know, it, it defied all logic. And that was the thing is you knew that series was like, this is a big joke. It yeah. could be fun, like Supergirl Adventures in the eighth grade. Right. And, but the thing is with Smallville is that originally, and I believe the writer's name was Tim McCandless. He wrote the Iron Giant and the, the, the Second Hand Lions, the, the one Michael Caine and Morgan yeah, Fre- and Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. 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 Um, and he had created a series for uh, the WB called Young Bruce Wayne, and and so he had gone with it. And he said he did a whole year's worth of episodes, outlined the twenty four, and one of them was called Smallville about uh, Bruce. Oh, you told me about this Young yeah, Bruce yeah. Wayne uh, go, attending a uh, a a future journalist, a high school journalism convention. And there was this weird guy from Smallville yeah. who all these things kept happening around him and he'd solve it. He'd just take glasses and he'd never really say anything. He just never would show it, blah, blah, blah. 
And the WB uh, brought him back into the office and said, okay, we're not going to do uh, young Bruce Wayne, but we like the idea you kind of threw out there with Smallville. And he said, fine, just don't make it full of beautiful people. It's about a guy who's kind of an outsider, blah, blah, blah. And don't cast it with young model types and like make Lex Luthor his best friend. And he goes, well, that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> so he said, take my name off it, but I'm still the creator. Just keep giving me the check. So he's kind of disappeared, yeah. retired from public life because, well, just like Shia LaBeouf. Uh, <laughs> retired from the business because he's getting the Smallville checks, but his name is nowhere to be seen on it because he'd actually, you know, so it's weird. I Though I'm kind of agreeing with Nate, it's like in the industry, and Kevin Smith and Paul Dini are big enough, there's no way that someone involved in Gotham didn't know about that podcast. There just isn't any way. Um, but they could, you could claim back just like fables and once upon a time and grim is something's Mm -hmm. in the air. You can claim it, but it just seems really suspicious when the description had nothing to do. And then I like right before Christmas, they said they'd put out a casting sheet for a 10 year old Bruce Wayne. And so it was like, Oh, I thought that was kind of cool. Like this idea of, I was more interested in maybe did Jim Gordon know the Waynes well and take some Mm -hmm. kind of personal interest in, Bruce Wayne as a child because he was there at Crime Alley, you know. Thought there could be a couple of emotional episodes about that. I was intrigued yeah. with that. But this now sounds like it is small, but he's 14. He's going to, you know, there's no doubt. And they've even said, and the series will end when with Bruce Wayne back. putting on the cape. Yeah. Two like, things. Yeah. I would like to read a quote from Deadline.com. Okay. Quoting, uh, what's this guy's name? Kevin Riley who is a Fox chairman. Yeah. Quote, the show will arc a young Bruce Wayne from a child around 12 into the final episode of the series when he will put on the cape. And then he said, also on tap are Riddler, Catwoman, Joker, and Penguin. We will see how they get to become who they are as Gotham City is teetering on the edge. It's an operatic soap that has slightly larger than life quality. So they were saying, he so from 12 to 18, so six years? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so six seasons in a movie. Yeah. And also, I'm recalling now that another thing that started the conversation with Kevin Smith and Paul Dini was how the commercial for the Arkham Origins video game showed yes. mm. the kid Bruce Wayne oh, yeah. crying at the funeral and and then and they like keep playing going football back to that. and yeah. 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 And he's like that, that kid. That, that is virtual the best actor, actor was the best actor to ever play Batman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's... That kind of sucks because I was far more interested in being about Gordon and following him. I was willing to do that. For because, show, yeah. Yeah. Because I, if you're going to if you're gonna give me Gotham, I want to see, you know, that, that's it. The whole Gordon see. against the corrupt political right. system I was is, more a, interested is an interesting in the, story. I've seen Batman. I don't need to see TV I've Batman. I've seen Batman. Yeah, I've what, seen Batman. Right, seen exactly. Batman. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not cool. I've and seen I, him return. Right. I've seen him rise. I've seen him rise. I've seen him strike back. You've seen him forever. I, I have. Uh, <laughs> I saw him and Robin. Right, right. Oh, God, God. There's no verb there. The Iceman cometh. Uh, I mean, again, not saying that Batman on TV isn't cool and all, but I think in a smaller capacity it would have been a little more interesting. But well, I, I mean, we've already seen it. Right. Gotham yeah. was at least a take on it that right. we hadn't Right, seen. and now it's not, and that kind of stinks. But, yeah, you know, hey. They, so on the, on the flip side, we can hope uh, they I did it. I think there's room for both things. 
Oh, I totally, I no, I totally agree. It's just like Derek just said. I would have rather seen the one that was less explored. Yeah, but we've been pretty much established that Warner can't do one thing at a time. Yeah, right. Uh, well, and as a result, we do we do also know that they announced they officially they have canceled Amazon. Yeah, they were trying to develop a Wonder Woman TV series, and they went. You got to be slow and careful. It's like, well, got to be slow. You and... found no way to, you know. They said like we were very careful with the Flash. I'm like, no, not really. You just kind of wrote him in a green arrow, and, right? Yeah. There he goes, and I'm looking forward to the Flash series. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but there's no reason I would have been excited about uh, WB or CW rather. That was all like I've got my superhero night. Did the, no one bother me? Did the original Flash get canceled from low ratings? Yes. Yeah. Because okay. the thing is, what happened with the original Flash was the John Wesley ships. The John Wesley ship series on CBS that was, was awesome. Which was which was a really good series it was really good. for the time, especially for the, amazingly good for the time. Yeah, but what happened was a one-two punch that they did not CBS did not expect right out right out of the gate. The Cosby Show versus The Simpsons oh. versus The Flash. <laughs> so then they moved The Flash in this in one of not the most stupid thing any network has ever done, but one of the stupidest things ever done by a network. They ran The Flash from 8.30 to 9.30. So you've watched The Cosby Show oh. or The Simpsons, and you'll find your way over to CBS <laughs> yeah. at 8.30, expecting a sitcom and find an hour-long superhero drama. That you've already missed the first half of. <laughs> well, no, you haven't. No, it's starting, no, you at, haven't. 8:30. starting at 8.30. Oh. But, there, but we are creatures of pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So we know if you have an hour-long drama, it starts at 8. Yeah. You go 8 to 9. You don't go 8.30 to 9.30. Mm. So they messed that up. And then they started moving around. And then they would they would change their minds and move it around on a weekly basis and not announce it, so and you no wouldn't find, find out. You yeah. couldn't find it, and so you know. Yeah, I really like the show, and I do remember having trouble watching it. Yeah, it was pre uh, DVR. Yeah, so I have the complete set on disc, yeah. and uh, Danny Elfman did the theme to that. Danny yeah, Elfman did the theme, theme, and you and you had uh, Mark Hamill, yeah. not the Joker, as a result of being the trickster right, on the right. Flash series, right. Um, and then reprise, which is still my favorite part about Justice League, uh, the cartoon, is that Mark Hamill played the trickster again, and it was the same trickster. Oh, real? Oh, that's cool. And it was I didn't know in that. a very, oh, very moving episode. Actually, yeah. I can't. It was because Batman doesn't approve. So my favorite Justice League episode: Batman doesn't approve of of the, or he does approve of the Flash. Orion from the New Gods is there. Like, why do you put up with this idiot? Because he's because it's the. The cartoon Wally Flash, Wally West, who's like a joker. He's a yeah. jokester. He's all this stuff. And he goes in, and and then they go to Central City, and it's Flash Day. And so Orion sees that there's a different way of handling it. Like, so, you know, like they call him, they call the Flash in, and, and the trickster is in a bar. And it's like, oh, he's been messing things up. He's just bragging. And they go, and he just walks up and he goes, Jesse, yeah, Flash, are you, are you not taking your meds again? <laughs> and he's like, I forgot. And then it was like, you know, he talks him down instead of fighting. And it's like, right. by the end of the episode, Ryan's going, okay, there's other ways. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, you know. And it's just a really moving thing because you see that side of why a community would embrace a superhero, you know? Mm. So. Two things, uh, and the other the other great thing about that was it was one of the first molded bodysuits for, yeah, was good, for a superhero, yeah. which immediately made him look like the Flash. And by the way, I want to say San Jose's own John Wesley ship. And so, then the other thing oh, is, was he from San Jose? His dad's a pastor around here at, oh. at a Unitarian oh. church. Oh, nice. Yeah. Didn't so. I just hear they're bringing Wally West back in the DCU? Mm-hmm. I have no idea how. I, uh, I have no idea why. Barry Allen? And I no longer care. Yeah. Because they ruined all my interest in the Flash. Yeah, I, I stopped a long time ago. Yeah. 
and that's and and that's the exact opposite of what I was ex- arguing with with uh, Perry at Elusive Comics today about what the point of the New Fifty Two was, and the New Fifty Two was supposed to get me interested in the characters, and instead, it's gotten me interested in every single version of the characters except the ones they're currently publishing. So, you know, that's that's that. That's um, NBC did announce that they have officially they are going to send Constantine to pilot. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that becomes a full series or not. I'm sort of looking forward to that. And then we get to say we did all watch Shield now, Nate. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. So let's have a little. Let's have this a little Shield corner. Let's have a little clatch. We've all watched Shield now. Discuss Bucky Barnes. <laughs> Bucky Barnes. Hmm, Bucky, Bucky Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, uh, that that my told you earlier that's that's like the shortest commercial ever it was it was like remember captain america's coming out uh but but now you know you came in you said that bucky that was dumb but then i realized by the end of the episode when she actually goes to the same same memorial and points out the woman who she already knew or had already thought was possibly her mother yeah then the stupid part, I'm going to go back and have an agree with you now. Oh, okay. The first time she pointed out, when she pointed out Bucky Barnes, I was like, oh, that's okay. But, but if you if I were to watch it a second time, I was like, she went to Bucky Barnes before her mother, the woman she thought was her mother's name. Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I guess it's the alliteration. I like to. It stands out. I, I, I didn't. Captain no- Kangaroo. It's like, oh, yeah, I loved him. Like I didn't notice it until I watched it just now again, but there was, uh, you know, the wall that she goes to and everybody's right. at, like, the section she went to where the Very ag- small wall. Very small wall. The, the section she went to where the agent was that, you know, you know saved her, it said from uh, 1991 to 2015 and i'm like why is it two years ahead i mean like do they already know they just don't want to change that lettering i guess so or it's like do they you carve the marble man you're pretty stuck they they already got a bunch of empty spaces there i was gonna say they already know who's gonna get killed in the next few years i could be wrong i I could have misheard but i think the thing was that that it was not the only shield headquarters there there were other ones that there are memorials at every place where there's a shield so why is bucky barnes at a university for shield unit because we need too young. Because we needed the Captain America commercial, as we so. stated. Just yeah. remember, everyone, Captain America, April fourth. Is and, that when it is? April fourth. You, you yeah. remember? <laughs> I do. Yeah. And, well, see, and I did. I remember. And so. if Chris Evans shows up on Shield, my nipples will explode. I'm just gonna say it. I, I admit. <laughs> uh, do you think that they'll ever get any of them on there? They got Samuel L. Jackson on. That's true, Stan but I mean, he is coming up. He is, but Stan- taking Stan- taking Samuel L. Jackson's place as Nick Fury—that is my theory. A bigger question for me is: Will any of the characters that they've been carrying forward show up on the movies? So, like uh, Hand, uh, Elizabeth, Victoria, Agent Victoria. Hand. I had Victoria read Hand. on IGN that they were saying that in Age of Ultron that. They did write some Shield characters in, but they're yeah. not saying who. Well, because and you had Maria Hill show up on right, so right. another one from the Avengers movie into the yeah. TV show. Right. So I think you, I think the, I think logically, if they, if by the time, as we, as we, as we hypothesize that Centipede has built Deathlock, then mm. by the time you get to Age of Ultron, all the cybernetics, because we also Bill Paxton is coming on as a, well, they haven't said if he is a cybernetic. A, no, they the said comics, the character who it was. In the I com- yeah, I don't yeah. remember his name. I don't but he, either. But the character in the comics apparently is a cyborg. Mm. And so he's going to have a four-episode arc. And so if you're building that where you've got cyborgs going and then you've got an artificial intelligence right. in ah. the film, I could see where Deathlock might be like the end. Of, I mean, if if Marvel does it right, 
They can achieve what Universal has been trying to do with Dark Tower, which is say you can um, have a big revelation at the end of the first season of of Shield, where say Deathlock is revealed, yeah, and then Deathlock is uh, the big last minute save at um, you know against Ultron. Maybe Deathlock's going to go up against him. Mm-hmm. I, you know, who knows? Strictly hypothesis. But then the other thing is, is and I. And I'm just flashing back to the to this uh, press conference with, for Guardians of the Galaxy with Jimon Honsu is J. August Richards as Deathlock is more important than you might think as we are three white guys sitting around a table and a fourth white guy sitting in Valencia is that if they play him right, he's the black superhero. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Falcon is too. But but the reality in this country is we need more. Right characters like that but mm-hmm. T'Challa, show the T'Challa keeps coming up well then do it yeah you yeah. know they keep balking I've been at trying it. yeah i know but, but ambush bug he's white unfortunately <laughs> oh he sounds like he shouldn't be what <laughs> racist sorry why did that come out that way i don't he's know green. how is ambush bug white i don't know I he just... is he's when he is a, he's, he's bald a bug no he's not he's he's in a suit Nate. he's in a suit oh yeah. <laughs> well, he have to be anything. Hey, hey, Nate! Thanks for saving me from that one. Good job. He was just an alien bug. No, he's a he's an escapee. He just, he he's, just a, he's an escapee from a, from a mental hospital. <laughs> so the bug he the stole the bug suit. Look itself is a suit. Yes, yes. including the antenna. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the antenna was I'm where. I'm glad I didn't read this. Originally, one. <laughs> uh, no, originally, and they've stopped even ex- doing that with the powers. Is like originally the antenna, where he was releasing little tiny. Way stations out of the antenna. They'd go and they'd go around the city like little that he uh, could transport. They had to. actual little bugs that were controlling where he could teleport to. Well, so, he doesn't were, have to be white. Were the bug were the bugs white? <laughs> they were green. Yay, uh, color. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. But I'm anyway, just trying to help. I, but I, I want to say seriously, J. August Richards as as Deathlock would be very important. And uh, you know, and why I flash back is because that's what Jamon Honsu said is when he signed on to Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I don't think he's playing a hero, um, I think he's playing a Kree warrior that won't be as clearly a super a hero. But, is he playing Ronan? Uh, no, that's Lee Pace is playing Ronan the Accuser. But Jamon Honsu said the problem was that um, his four-year-old son came up to him and said he wanted to be a superhero but couldn't because he's not white. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so and at that press conference, that was a moment where he just went, Oh my God! Okay, I feel really bad. I'd like to just go away now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I totally get your pain because if my son had come up to me and said he couldn't because of something, some limitation, right, I I'd glasses, be, you know, whatever, I'd be like, oh really? He's, Look at uh, Daredevil. He can't even see. You know, yeah. touche. Jimon Hansu is Korath the Pursuer. So he is a Kree warrior, but I don't know. Uh, That's know, a new character. Could be. Could be. Um, but I'm hoping heroic. You know, but but it does point out like Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury. I mean, it's good, but it's not. Nick Fury's kind of this iffy morality, and especially the way Shield's portraying him. Yeah. You know? Um. So we need to see. No, I mean, see, we need to see. Korath T'Challa. the Pursuer is not a new character. He's in the regular ones. He's a Kree agent who was a member of the Star Force and an ally of Ronan the Accuser. He first appeared in Quasar number thirty-two in March nineteen ninety-two. Okay. In your face from Valencia, you I redeemed re- yourself for I ambush. Bug. I haven't read the Quasar series. <laughs> good job, Nate. Nate just threw a virtual citrus fruit at you from Valencia. Slap, slap. Bang. I was going back to the Fantastic Four. 
what a real at all that really dug up at all the I was going back before anybody cared you know oh thank you it was created by Mark Grunwald and Greg Capullo oh Capullo yes so is he a good guy well if he's sometimes good sometimes bad he's yeah if he's helping Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy Ronan ends up being a good guy Sometimes, but, he's not always a good guy. but not in the film. They have very specific oh, that Ronan mean, is and Lee Pace is in. He's, a, a, good he's time a noble a warrior now. Yes. It's all your point of view. It's sort of like, of course, you know. Um, he made Crystal love him. Of course, you he's know what? He's not always an ally to the humans. By the way, I just want to say, you know, because Rick was a Zod partisan. He was totally rooting for Zod. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> I just wanted him to steel. stop destroying buildings. He understood the point, you know. That's another one. I'm walking through what store tonight. Uh, it's Safeway because I had to get my Coke Zero for the podcast. And there's a thing of Valentine's. And there's a Man of Steel set of Valentine's for elementary school. And here I go again. And my initial thought is, be my Valentine. Sorry I destroyed your city. <laughs> be, be my, my Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> Are his eyes glowing? <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's, it's Henry Cavill looking really angry. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah. Be my Valentine, or I will rip out your yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't let love snap your neck. It's all good, you know. Hearts, hearts can heal. Yeah. When I first saw you, you turned my head, and yeah. then I turned several other people's heads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, God. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Come on. Where I totally get you know. Shield. 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 So, uh, I love it anytime Colson gets in Lola and flies it around. That was well, only so, the second time he did that, right? But yeah. I mean, yeah, I love he has a DeLorean like well, that. Well, because That's I great. loved it. I loved it in the last episode when Sky said, well, "Don't touch Lola." Oh yeah, yeah, somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You've got the father daughter. Yeah, you know. I, I will mean, agree with you. It has gotten better. There have been episodes that have just been like, "Oh my god, what is happening right. here?" But I mean. I don't know. It's a new. But it, it's Clark Gregg and Ming Na that make it for me. Those are the actors oh, I abso- want. Oh yeah, from week to week. Absolutely, I could care less honestly about any of the younger characters, and I know they really want you to, and no, I don't. It's because we're older. Well, it's not. It's not because we're older. Because Agent <laughs> Ward looks just like our friend Jeff Brown. Yes, I saw so that post today. Yes, him. yes, I should. Yeah, he <laughs> does look like Jeff. He, he does, but he's better with women. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Derek think, McCaw said I that. I don't think Jeff listens. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. Jeff is too busy trying to get auditions. Would Jeff disagree? No, Jeff agreed that no. I, Jeff probably wants the part. Are you kidding? He'd be like, yeah, when that guy needs stunt double, I'll go run into walls. No, he, he, yeah. Okay. So, no, he does look like Jeff, though. Long yeah. story short, and uh, uh, yeah, I you know I thought it was a strong episode, mm-hmm. uh, although. Again, when they play these villains, where they play these villain origins, where you don't know until the very end that they're gonna, that they've internalized the power and right. all this, that's when it feels like Smallville, and that yeah. was the thing that was driving me nuts about Smallville. Come out and make a costume villain. Yeah. Come out and make a costume villain for yeah. God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I. That was my tribute to Jeff Ringgold. None of you know him, but <laughs> well, I hate my this show. Question yeah, about him, uh, whatever that guy's name was. Be ending up a villain. He's Blizzard. He's Blizzard. Yeah. He was not a hundred percent on board with putting the whole thing together and trying to kill everyone. Right. And then he had a connection with uh, Fitz. Yeah. Right. And then Fitz helps him out. Yeah. He played Fitz a little bit there. He realized well, but under peer pressure from his other friends. Right. At the end, he helped him out again. Yep. Yeah. And now 
he has these powers, so it's like, all right, well, now I'll be a bad guy. Yeah, we don't really know. It's probably more complex than that. Oh, we do know, because Blizzard is a bad guy. Well, just like this, I mean, they did the same thing with Graviton. Yeah. They they really did. And and so, and then you've got Quinn. I mean, that's a nice little, I guess, a twist, but I probably could have seen that coming. It was just, who were the... But right. now I'm mad. I realize, what didn't I say beforehand? It's like, I hope that Quinn was going to be reviving AIM or reviving Hydra because then the episode right. mentioned all three organizations. I'm like, right. don't be Centipede. Don't be Centipede. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Be Centipede stupid. I don't want Centipede. But we already know that Centipede is one of those manipulative organizations and ha- could potentially put people who are not necessarily evil into situations where they have to be evil because they're being Is Centipede in the comic as well? No. No, no that's a TV contrivance. Yeah. Okay, that's what I and thought. And it's both the organization and the thing they put on the arm to yeah. power them. Right, that's why I, I didn't so, know. Let's make it something really obvious. Yeah. Well, that'll make a really cool toy for your kid to slap on his <laughs> arm. Indeed. Yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> that. Now I have superpowers, but i got to watch out or I'll blow everyone up. <laughs> Kids. Including myself. That's right. Yeah, it's got the extremist virus Dude, in there. If, so. Sydney, if Sydney is my kids, love that little element of danger. I could blow oh, no. you up. They no, would. you're right. You're right. I've tried to get Sydney to watch parts of Agent. She watched the first one, and and about 45 minutes in, she turned to me and she's like, "This is boring." She said, "Where's Iron Man?" <laughs> and I was like, "Cause she she was thinking it was going to be like that." And I was like, "From you know a six year old, I was like, no, they they're not going to show up. Well, not yet, anyway." Kid, but, uh, Kid McCall won't watch it because he thinks it's too violent. I was like, "What?" I don't really think. No, he there was at a all. there was a fight scene. Uh, well, he where... hasn't watched it at all. Okay, like he's just said it now. But it certainly wasn't a problem in any of the Iron Man films that he made. Oh yeah, you know? the movies are far more violent than yes. the show has you know, been. Anything. Yeah. And his favorite hero is the Hulk. I mean, yeah. that's the target. Hulk versus Loki. Let's see how that turns. Yeah, out. let me just snap this guy's he's neck. A pacifist. Yeah, Puny Luke God. is a Luke is a is a pacifist. This is true. Well, this we need true. more Lukes. Yes, yep. and so here's a way to get there. Take him to a Broadway show, people, because this week, <laughs> this week, Disney Bob Iger announced in Forbes magazine. Mm-hmm. You can't see me, people, but I have completely changed my body language. <laughs> yes, and I did watch Behind the Candelabra last night. And Bob I'm in Iger, character. In Forbes magazine did announce, which again, a no-brainer because the second that the first real song of Frozen started, yeah, I, I'll admit, little tear because I was not expecting. It's like you're going for a full-fledged Broadway musical. It already was. Yeah, it, it yeah. already was. Yeah. And so Bob Iger said, "Yes, we are planning to take Frozen to Broadway. Yeah, but we're going to take our time. We want to do it right. Right." And because they don't want to do Spider Man, which is coming to Vegas, by the way, we're gonna have a Vegas oh, road trip. Right. Oh yeah, it's going. Is to it Vegas. coming to Vegas? Spider Man's going to Vegas. Really? When's Last that week happening? It shut down. It shut down. It closed in yep. Broadway with a right. loss of perhaps sixty million dollars. Yeah. And so two weeks in Vegas. <laughs> uh, no, they're just gonna they're gonna set it up, and I think it might do well in Vegas. No, I mean, that's how it'll make it back in two weeks. Could be. Yeah, I'll go see it in Vegas. I'll go see it in Vegas. Yeah, for sure. I'll see uh, that debacle unfold. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's There's awesome. There's a tell-all book, too. Oh, yeah? It's, uh, so, yeah, uh, Secrets of Spider-Man or something, So I, uh, which wow. one of the original book writers, uh, script writers. It's written by the guy who has to dress up a green goblin every night? No, Patrick Page. Yeah. Uh, the guy uh, had to work the wires. A in Shakespearean <laughs> training. No, it's the guy, one of the original playwrights. Oh, okay. uh, Was there for the development all the way through, and yeah, he knows where the bodies are buried after the wires snap. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the name of the book. After the wires snap. That's it wasn't it was oh, it wasn't that clever, but it's but it is uh, yeah. Look it up. That's I'll put awesome. a link up because I I was like 
all right, I still have a lot of books to get through, and I really need to get through all the books that Rick gave me for Christmas, but I got to read that book. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, Frozen, and he said, we're taking the time, and I'm like, I can see, you can see that music. And if you've got the album, I mean, yeah. there's so many music cues that didn't even, you know, there's so much that. Oh, yeah, that whole extra CD of all the songs, of. yeah. yeah I still haven't kinda... seen the movie. I can't. I understand why you're not seeing it right now because it really is a date film. It is a date night oh, movie with yeah, your wife. I, it totally I, I'm is. trying to see it with Debbie, and is it still playing in 3D anywhere? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Okay. It is. A friend of mine just saw it like last okay. weekend. It was still in 3D. But all the, the interesting thing is because I had my my both my kids this last weekend, and 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 they confessed. It was like we've seen Frozen like three times. Yeah, now. you know, and they never <laughs> see movies. You know, they'll see a movie a second time that's with dad, so they can see it in 3D. Yeah. They saw it with me first, and then they're like, they, you know, my, my son's like, going, I'm even lying to my friends. Like, I'm just going away to see it. <laughs> Sid, Sid, Sydney's seen it three times. I mean, we we all saw it once together, and then Sharon took her two more times. Yeah. No, and, I mean, and, and she has them all, those songs memorized. Wow. Verbatim. Did you see the YouTube video about how hard it is to sing the, the song, the three octaves? I, 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 yes, yes. And you know what? what's scary is, though, my daughter can do that. Like, she, she hits mm-hmm. those notes. I mean, obviously, she hasn't reached puberty yet, and her voice can reach, you know, vocal yeah. heights that only dolphins can hear. But, I mean... She, it's it's amazing. Like she holds those notes. In fact, and she is the subject of the new documentary, Black Sydney, uh, <laughs> which has been shown on CNN several times. That's going to be my game. let that child go right in my daughter's <laughs> coattails to success. That's right. Wow. So, but no, but she she's actually her school talent show for first grade is coming up in like a month, month and a half, and she's singing "Let It Go" because on the CD they have the full orchestral karaoke version. Well, of and the it. amazing oh, thing is that both yeah. versions there's the Demi Lovato single yes. and the one from the film yeah both they're like only two two notches away from each other on the billboard top 40 yes both singles because they said you know that um one i was reading this like interesting analysis like well tween girls feel betrayed by miley cyrus so demi lovato's come back As to the well fold they should. with yeah. this power ballad yeah um but then little girls are like yeah let it you know because you are it's a song about learning your power right. as yeah. a, as yeah. a you struggled towards being a grown up, right. um, and I, I even love. I saw that you see the meme. Today. Somebody had this thing where it said it showed um, Anna saying, um, "You don't marry the you first, first man, man you, you and it's all the princess, the other princess, princess going, going oh, no, no. I like the last one. It's Snow White like dead on the ground. <laughs> yeah. It was classic. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you know, it has its flaws. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but. I, it's one of those movies where y- you can completely overlook the flaws because the overall strength of the narrative, mm-hmm. the strength of what's going on, absolutely, totally makes up for it. Yeah, and it's just, and I, you know, I, I'm you so know, pleased. What's cool right now is that tech on Broadway is coming into its own. I mean, you can yeah. remember when it was it was there, and it's kind of like like really bad. I mean, even when um, Phantom of the Opera had some some tech in it but it was still kind of like uh, i can see the i can see too many wires i can it's moving jerky or whatever yeah but to do some of those special effects live on stage is really going to be kind of i think splendid. a lot of it's going to be projection mapping and i think a lot of it's going to be you but they're see, doing that really well now. i know yeah. but i know i know but i mean you're gonna see you can see that at disneyland you yeah. go and i swear this is stupid again you've seen mickey and the magical map mm-hmm. greatest park show ever yeah it's very where, well done where i don't even notice and it's like they keep misdirecting me like and i know what i'm looking for and i keep forgetting R- right. to look when mickey sinks into the screen right and i'm like 
that's got to be actually easy to do, but they've dazzled me so well. I missed the moment yeah. they transitioned. Yeah. And I keep, and I, I never used to go to these shows, and yeah. I've gone to that show like five times. <laughs> and you still can't and see I, it. And, yeah. And, and uh, the first time I no, half noticed I'll go right. on Saturday. You should. Are you going? Have go you, seen, nice. have you seen Mickey and the Magical Mountain? No, I haven't. That? Okay. So you got to do that. And then the other one is, uh, and people may not realize how truly great this show is, too, in the, in the fantasy fair. For the princesses, they have this oh, little yeah. storytelling yes. thing where the this where, is the parade or no no no, no. fantasy if fair. You, you go to the left of the castle. Okay, they built it's a that where little the, where tiny Carnation theater. Cafe oh yeah, used yeah, to yeah. Be yeah. Where Walt used to do swing dancing. I haven't they, been there since they got rid of that. Right, and they so they still at night they still have swing dancing because people and that's history. It's like yeah. that's where Walt himself danced. Right, but they've got this tent, and they have and. People mistake it for a kid's show. It's set up and presented that way, but it's not. No. It's so the storytelling theater, and they have so pads where the kids sit down in front and the adults sit on benches, and they bring in a piano player, and it's this vaudeville yeah. act where these two guys come and tell the story. In the morning, it's Tangled. In the afternoon, it's Beauty and the, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And the princess guests herself, and they tell their story. And the two guys play everybody in the movie yeah and it is fantastic improv it is fan or, or the illusion of it anyway yeah. it feels so i have seen one guy who was clearly just his timing was just not the best and he was going off the script it's was like, oh he was tired but i <laughs> but i still think it's one of the best shows i've ever seen in a park it was it was very enjoyable because i can sit there and just go this is amazing. This is great. Getting to the heart of telling a story. Yeah. It's fun. And the, and everybody's encouraged to do the huzzahs. It's like going to Ren Fair in yeah. the middle mm-hmm. of it. And, yeah. and it's just, it's, and people don't know. And it's starting to get out because I'm seeing the lines really starting to go out. But, but it's just kind of tucked away. You wouldn't think about it. Plus, oh my God, the food cart right there. Um, oh, the, gar- yeah, the twist. The twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I so, just, I just look. I, I know. Well, trust oh. me. Trust me. They're delicious. Oh, I believe you. And fully. where's the Mickey? The Mickey uh, screen show? The, that's where the Princess Fantasy Fair used to be outside. It's of right Town. across from Small World. Okay, so, so we're right where the train train gets. Yes. Off. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And then you can go there, and there's the fan- that's during the day or only at night. The, it's during the day. Okay. And and it's uh, it's a musical thing, and they take the. Um, the version of Yensid from uh, Epic Mickey, mm-hmm. so it, it blends what the kids know of video games mm-hmm. with a live show, and you get to see and and there are and the paints go all crazy. And there are and singing, all, yeah. singing live versions of King Louis, of uh, Sebastian the Crab, mm-hmm. which is a brilliant thing too. That you know, great puppeteering on yeah. stage and great live music because there's a you know there's a guy doing the trumpet. Right there, and you know, and, and great dancing, and then uh, they just brought in a live Stitch. Yes, I saw had, that. I haven't Stitch seen had that. Not but, yeah. originally, they just put Stitch on the screen, right. and people complained, so they they put <laughs> Stitch in line. That's something they're going to be embellishing and changing oh, for yeah. years and to come. But it, it is just, a really well done show. Yeah, um, and yeah, and and the, and the restaurant there, the, the little cart there is uh, bratwurst mm-hmm, and uh, the, Germanic yeah. Bavarian foods. Yeah, pretzels and cheese snacks. Yummy. It's really, oh, it, it is. Mm. The, the truth of the matter Shut is, the, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was okay. bad to say that with Jason because I keep promising one day I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Nate and, and Tiffany down. You know they'll have to pay, but I, I get him. I got my pass, but I'll go down with them. And um, <laughs> and the thing is that, that that really Disney's food, I never thought about it because I was always cheap, you know. But now it's like the food items are. The cafe, well, yeah, the are. cafe, um, Carthay Circle, Carthay Circle, Carthay Circle. We have reservations for that. 
flows in Love cars. When we went yeah. at Thanksgiving, we breakfast. ate at the at the uh, flows know, for breakfast. I just did that. Yeah. They that's, just remodeled the uh, the Carnation Cafe. That's pretty good, and, yeah. and that was pretty good. So, um, yeah. But I, I say the one that people don't really think about, but it's the best deal in the park, mm-hmm. is to go uh, to the Boudin, um, the 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 sourdough bread place where they do. The oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 California. Yeah. For the yes. breakfast, they have breakfast bowls. They have scrambled eggs mm-hmm. in a bread bowl with scrambled eggs, bacon, and fruit plate. They have good turkey and sandwiches, it's, and it's like six bucks. Yeah, and that's even cheaper than getting the Mickey Mouse pancakes at yeah. the at the Bell wow. Ter- River right. Terrace. You're right. So it's a really good deal, and that's got the most seating. So yeah. you can really yeah, yeah. do it, and you know, and people write in. I've got the tips. I know it all. They know. Um, what I just discovered is I have to go back over to the Mexican restaurant in California Adventure because I've never been back to that. Mm-hmm. The, the, where they, because uh, I was just there last weekend where they did um, the three celebration of three kings, feast of three kings, and uh, oh, you mean where like the wharf is and they have all the different restaurants? No, so. way back behind Goofy's. Um, oh, oh yes, yes, they yes. just they have three caballeros back there yes. and all that. Yes, yes. yes. So now it's become and Sharon got something there when we went in Thanksgiving and she loved try- it. I don't know what it was. They're trying to but... reach out to the Latino community right. that's local, right? And so they're really pushing that. So right. that was. Yeah. No, that was really good. Yeah, she said it was really packed. good. I just had pizza. And I, so I, I've got to go back to that restaurant because they have chicken mole, and I judge all Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. by their mole, and I'm very excited to try it. There but, you go. Yeah. Yep. So. Great Thanks. Shield report. <laughs> we went off Shield, but it's all Disney. It's, it's all, all Shield. Yeah. It's all owned. It's true. You know they're coming. Oh, we didn't mention it wasn't time. Captain America's coming. So you can go to the Interventions starting in about oh, yeah. a month, and Captain America is next You're going to, too early? You're going, no, you get to meet Thor. I will. Yeah. And I know Which that, is fun. And I know that Thor. you prefer blondes. So I do. Uh, you're gonna, Redheads, actually. No, I, I know, but the, who's redheaded in the oh, Black Widow? Mm, maybe Good they had choice. A, maybe they had a Captain America Black Widow meeting. Stay away from my mm, wife. Okay. I was thinking <laughs> my wife, actually. <laughs> oh, that's okay. fine, too. They are doing Captain America next to Thor, next to Iron Man. So all that's building up, and then, you know, who knows it? I'd be intrigued to figure out if they can figure out a Guardians of the Gal an excuse to have a Guardians of the Galaxy thing, because they've really themed it. They've yeah. made it very specific that that's why it's an Interventions. Mm-hmm. You are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you're walking into. But how's Thor there? No, it's a, what you they do have is, a little is story. It's, it's the treasures of Asgard. So yeah. you go to this, and then uh, and then Odin speaks to you, and Anthony Hopkins comes on and says, and he teleports. Heimdall's going to open you into yeah. a. Th- we're gonna so take you into a throne room. Guardians in of the Galaxy at Space Mountain. Well, no, mm. uh, the only reason is, is I'm saying that, that that people on Earth know about Thor. I don't know if Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a movie in which people on Earth, back on Earth, would know about it. I see. But they'll know about Captain America, so I'm very excited about that. I'm very, uh, very excited to see that coming, and and just fun. We we just need to see more of this happening. Yeah, uh, you know, crossing over and getting more. We want Marvel in the in the, the Disneyland park. Yep. Yeah. So is that it? That is. Hey, if you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, if you're Rob Cordaway saying, hey, you know what? I took a I took a Disney cruise and I already met Captain America. Yeah, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm not saying I got an email like that, but I might have. Uh, <laughs> so uh, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Of course, you can listen to us on iTunes. If you have, please rate us. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can, of course, find us on www.fanboyplanet.com. You may very well already have. And if you're there, go ahead and check out some of the things we've talked about on the Amazon links. Uh, also, uh, go ahead and uh, you know maybe you want to tip a little on PayPal. Again, appreciate Brian K. Shimada, favorite listener of the year for his donation. So if uh, you're thinking about that, please do. 
And in the meantime, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I am Nate Costa. Go Niners. <laughs> Jason Salazar. Thanks for having me again, guys. Thanks for and being I'm that. Rick Bretsnyder, reminding you to use, use your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. I love rock and roll. But uh, two hours in, I finally have something I have to cut. Yeah. That's, there you go. There but, you go. No.